This is Terry Butler from Obituary. This is Ken Andrews from Obituary. And you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm. This is Philip H. Anselmo. My name is Ken Corey. Hey, this is Norgasman. Shane Embry, bass player of Napalm Death. Rocco Brujaria. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. What's up, everybody? It's Keith Bush from Armored Scene. Hello, Deathsters. This is Martin Van Bruno from Asterix. And, uh... What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Corey Gorkreis. With me, Dr. Vincent West. Hello. And we got Terry and Kenny from Obituary coming on the show. It's fucking awesome. Uh, Caught up with them on the first night of the... Uh, Decibel Tour going on right now with uh, Creator, which we also have uh, Millie on the show uh, for you guys as well. Uh, episode after this, we got them coming up for you, so uh, thanks for listening in advance for that. And uh, the film we got, what do we what do we have? Well, we wanted to give them something special, so we did uh, Elmo and Grouchland. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, Actually, no, it's, it's Muppets uh, Treasure Island. Uh, we have Wes Craven's Shocker. We're here today to bear witness to the execution of Horace Pinker, whose unspeakable atrocities have horrified the people of this great state. Prisoner, have any final words? Yeah. No more Mr. Nice Guy. I don't think he's dead. Now, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street brings you his greatest creation. Wes Craven's Shocker. Starts Friday, October 27th at a theater near you. Check local listings. Nice, Mitch Pelleggi. 1989. <coughs> uh, Mitch Pelleggi, of course, is famous also for being in X-Files and... Uh, what was the other fucking show? Uh, Stargate. He was in Stargate, I believe, as well. as G1. A lot of sci-fi stuff. Great role for him. This is fucking awesome. Do you want me to do movies from 89? or And you do the music? Yeah, that's would be if that's okay. kind of how we did it. And then I can do porno titles if you want. Yeah, sure, but it's always good. They got a lot better in '89, so um, yeah, as well. Yeah, I don't think we've done a movie for '89 yet, so this is something pretty cool. Of course, if you guys follow us before, you know we normally do. Re- I'll do regular movies first, and we'll go into horror stuff, and then the doctor will do some music, and then we'll go spiral right back into porno. So we'll do that. Um, 1989 in film, we got Batman, uh, the Michael Keaton, which is awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it's fucking awesome. The Doctor actually watched that recently. <coughs> yeah, I love that movie. Uh, what else we got? We got the the Abyss, James Cameron films. Got Could never do that movie. Got Michael Bean. A lot I like, of people like that. I movie. love Michael Bean. That's the only reason. A lot of people like that film. Um, here's the Doctor's favorite, The Burbs. Tom Hanks, I love awesome vampire flick. It's a really good movie. Um, Back to the Future Part Two, which is Biff Tannen. That's my <laughs> that's, always that's my movie. favorite Back to the Future movie. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was huge. Then uh, Love Rick Moranis, uh, Roadhouse, which uh, Shout Factory just put out a hot and sexy collectors of that. Uh, Patrick Swayze at his best. You got Lethal Weapon Two, uh, Steel Magnolias was a huge hit that year. Sally Field, Julia Roberts, Dolly yeah, Parton, huge hit. <coughs> Not a fan, but it's a, it's a huge movie in that time. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, another huge, you know, it's Billy Crystal comedy, uh, came out. 
We got my favorite movie from 1989 that came out, Ghostbusters 2. Fucking awesome. Um, we also got Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. I'm not going to put that in with the rest of the horror because that movie's fucking garbage, but I'll just say it. Uh, another one of my favorite movies, Black Rain with Michael Douglas. I don't know why, I just, I fucking love that movie. Uh, really good comedy, Major League. It's Charlie Sheen. I think Tom, Tom Berenger's in that, correct? And uh, Wesley Snipes. It's a really funny-ass movie. Um, here's an awesome one. This one's for the doctor. We got a T-Dalt, License to Kill. Yeah, I like that Came movie. out in 89. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, we got Uncle Buck. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. William Shatner directed film that everybody hates that I like. Uh, Weekend at Bernie's, which I love. Uh, rest in peace, Don Calfa. You got Kickboxer. Uh, Turner and Hooch, which was another Tom Hanks comedy that came out that year. Little Monsters, which was that fucking Howie Mandel movie about the monster under the bed. That movie's pretty cool. I always like that that movie. Um... What else? Field of Dreams, Driving Miss Daisy. I mean, there was a lot of hits in 89 that came out. Uh, Born on the 4th of July, which is Tom Cruise. and uh, Mrs. Gorkrist's favorite film, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> came out in 1989. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's a ton of hits. Dead Poet Society, ton of hits that came out uh, as far as just playing all movies in 1989. So that gives you any idea of the time frame when... When the Shocker came out, and then we'll go right into horror movies here. A lot of turds, but there's also a lot of good ones too. Um, but they're mostly turds. But, uh, <laughs> we got Pet Cemetery, which is probably I never liked that one movie. of the best that came out that year. It always just freaked me the fuck like out. It. And of course, in the film right now, we got Peter Berg, who is famous for being in what fucking some hospital TV show. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. But yeah, Peter Berg, he's in a bunch of shit. Uh, he's in Corky Romano, which is a stupid film. Uh, but Chris, you know, Chris Kattan's in it. He plays like a latent. He, he plays like an illiterate brother of his or something. It's funny. Uh, we got Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers. Um, Friday Thirteenth Part Eight: Jason Takes Manhattan. And uh, Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes. Never never seen that. It's don't, a piece of shit. That sounds like it. The, the first three, that fourth one, I don't even think <laughs> that was licensed. Uh, you got Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. That's a turd. Better watch out. I don't know if that... That's the one with Bill Mosley in it. If it is, it's a turd. It is. Um, well. But, uh, Puppet Master came out in 89. Which is pretty awesome. Of course, Richard Band famously did the music for the first Puppet Master. That was uh, who did the music for Reanimator. Responsible for that. Uh, Sleepaway Camp Three. Um, oh, here's a good one that came out in '89. Society. Love that movie. It's Brian Usna. You've never seen it, have you? I have not. 
That's a nasty film. I know. I've kind of just been avoiding it, but I'll, eventually I'll have to watch it. Cause I'm, oh, it's I'm, great. I'm it's a huge a fan of Yusen. That's just one And the, the whole uh, Japanese guy that thinks he's being shocking with the stuck-together buttholes, it's like, yeah, you watch Society. Try being actual buttholes. I mean, I know a lot about it, but I've, I've never seen it. Missouri. Be my um, another good film, 1989, is uh, <laughs> is The Church. came out in 89. <coughs> I love that movie. <coughs> Uh, Tetsuo the Iron Man came out in 89 that's a Japanese film a lot of people like yeah it is uh, Leviathan love that movie came out in 89 love it's it. fucking Meg Foster um, and Peter Weller so you got Robocop in there which is awesome um, let's see what else we got got Intruder that's Bruce Campbell Sam Raimi uh, did that film yeah I own it it's a good movie what else we got? The Fly 2, which I've already said. Uh, another really good one, a cult classic. Uh, Pumpkinhead came out in uh, 1989. So yeah, those are all the notables for horror in 89 that I'll mention here. And then, of course, now we have uh, Shocker. Which is very, I mean... Not a lot of people talk about this film. This is a very underrated film, I think. So, um, it's got a pretty pretty good cast. Of course, it's Wes Craven. Wes Craven's actually in this film, um, and also Ted Raimi's in this film. You'll see him. Uh, what what was Peter Bergen? Chicago Hope. That's what he's famous for. He's a director now. Is his big thing. Yeah, but the other movies he was in. He wasn't going overboard that fucking... Which, that came out in 89, I think, with Adam Sandler and Billy Zane. I don't know. Um, yeah, that came out in 89 also. I completely missed that. Also has Billy Bob Thornton in it very briefly. I think it's the debut of Adam Sandler. Um, and Peter Berg, our guy here, is, is in there. So, Which is uh, Jonathan Parker in the film, of course. That's Peter Berg. And Mitch Pelleggi. He's been on a ton of shit. He's Walter Skinner in the X-Files. That's who it is. Correct. And uh, he's on Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, which Colonel is Stephen shit. Caldwell. Yeah, he's great in that. So that's that's what he's famous for. It's where you guys have seen him at. Um, this is my favorite thing. I love him in this movie. Oh, cool. he's, he's fantastic. He's also he, in uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. So he loved another, doing this movie, actually. Another horror tie. Does that also famously for this? The the music is very. Uh, there is a movie holding you just went by that I absolutely love him in. It's uh, uh, three o'clock hot. That's a great movie. He's he's, he's the Duker. <laughs> he's a security preppy guard. high school reporter. Jerry Mitchell is asked to write a story on a tough new kid named Buddy Ravel. Ravel, a boy rumored to have a violent past. Jerry tries to call off the story, but in the process, he infuriates Buddy, who challenges to a parking lot brawl. Jerry desperately attempts to escape the impending fight. He instead ends up finding the courage to stand up to Buddy. That sounds pretty fun. I'd, I'd watch it. Uh, that came out in 1987. It has Pelagian in it. Ow. Um, so, yeah, you want to uh, see what... what CDs we had come out this year in 89. Sorry, I had it pulled up. 
Manila Space Land. Oh, uh, Heather Loggenkamp's also in this from Nightmare on Elm Street, which is cool. Um, this film, I guess, I didn't know it got a... Uh, it originally had an X rating, this film. I did not know that. I didn't either. Uh, it said some scenes where that were cut included Pinker spitting out fingers that he bit off in Prison Guard. A longer and more graphic execution. A longer scene of a possessed, possessed coach stabbing his own hand. Despite fan interest, an uncut version has never been released. And this came out on October 27th of 89. <coughs> it was second behind uh, the film Look Who's Talking, which is that John Travolta piece of shit. Christy Alley comedy thing. Um, which I'm not going to lie, when I was a kid, that film always came on, so I used to watch that, but um, it's not it's not good. So this was released by Scream Factory in September of 2015, uh, alongside the people under the stairs when that came out. So um, if you don't have that already, uh, it's another good another good film. looks really good. The print of this looks awesome, as always. It's very clear. That I never liked people under the stairs. Yeah, it's always weird. I remember my... My mom rented it from the video store, and my friend Chris's mom, Anna, came over, and they both watched it, and they locked me out of the room. And I was like, no, this is you can't watch this one. This one's very scary. And then <coughs> she would later, let me like, watch... Years later, you're like, this is a turd. She would let me watch movies all the time. I guess she didn't know how many horror movies I would watch all the time, but that one specifically was like the one that I could not watch that she will not let me see and then I was like this movie's fucking horrible yeah it's a piece of shit I don't have anything scary about it it's a bunch of kids in a fucking you know basement it's like I don't know but you know I know people a lot of people like that film and I like Sean Whalen or whatever but I don't like uh, anything else about that film so um but yeah this is uh I, I do like Shocker. I think it's a great, it's a great movie. You ready for the albums? Yeah, let's do albums of 1989. Here we go. As we pull up on Horace Pinker right here, and I'm going to do these just the ones. I'm not. I'm only going to name stuff that I actually like. Cause yeah. I fucking hate Candlemass. I don't know. That is the most overrated band. I love Candlemass. I did, I don't understand. What came out? Nightfall came out. 89? No, that tells some creation, which I'm. I don't, that I don't like that. Record. I just don't like them. I always thought they were annoying. It was just like, wow, why would you... And, and I'm going to prove my point here in a second why anybody would listen to that when you have all these other great records. Because I, I don't even know where to start. There's so well, many I would never... I, I don't like that record anymore. There's so many good records here that I don't even, I, I don't even know where to start. Okay, we'll just start with this. So, um... Nightfall came out in 87. That's what it was. Um, so, uh, King Diamond Conspiracy. Oh, yeah. Um... Let's see here. Testament practice what you preach. Kiss hot in the shade. I don't really consider that metal, but whatever. No, it's awesome. Um, this is for you. Pestilence consuming impulse. Awesome. It's fucking um, Martin Van Uh This the rest of it's all uh, doctor stuff here. Uh, Laws Rocket Annihilation Principle, which is their best record. Black Sabbath Headless Cross. Oh yeah. Nuclear Assault Handled with Care, of course. Uh, Carcass Symphonies of Sickness. Fuck DRI yeah. Thrash Zone. Um, Autopsy, Severed Survival. Awesome. Um, Sodom, Agent Orange, which is my favorite Sodom album. Yep. Uh, Overkill, The Years of Decay. Um, Godflesh, Street Cleaner. It's their best record. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's 
it's nasty. Um, obituary slowly we rot. So there's awesome. there's a tie into that there for yeah, that. Yeah, we got slowly we rot obituary for 1989. So this ties in with their um, <coughs> still their most well received record, I think, with the fans. So. Not the best for last. <clears throat> I'm going to say Sodom Agent of Orange again. Agent Orange. Uh, Corner, No More Color, which is my favorite Corner album. Huh. Uh, Voivod, Nothing Face, which is the only record Voivod ever did that I liked. <laughs> Wasp, The Headless Children. Oh, man. Um, Morbid Angel, Altars of Madness, and Dead Last, because it's first. Creator, Extreme Aggression. Oh, yeah. Which is the shit. And that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, so the... Uh, for the music, really good year. Uh, film, pretty goddamn good year. Not so much for horror. Uh, this was like a, you know, this film was one of the better horror movies to come out. You know, a lot of dead end sequels of, of franchises going on at this time for horror movies. So, um, and then the doctor here, when he gets ready, we'll go on to uh, adult film. I'm working on that. Uh, let's see some interesting tidbits, curtains. Uh, Actually, if we can Courtesy skip that, of the last time I got on here, it kind of fried my phone. Oh, okay. Adam actually had to yank a bunch of stuff. I don't look up porn on this phone. It's no, kind of shocking up, if anybody just knows. Just look me. up adult film, 1989. It it takes you to these sites, and it has all those it things, should, but, it's, but it's got, like, shots. And, no, and it, should, it should pull it up right on Google. I can't get a list of it. It keeps okay. pulling I up. I can try to find something here a second. Courtesy of IMDb, we'll get some little movie trivia here on Shocker. Uh, it was originally intended to be the beginning of a three-part trilogy, much like A Nightmare on Elm Street, but the lukewarm box office reception, the idea was dropped, because it only made like $4 million at the box office. Like, this thing fucking tanked. Um, that's what happens when you go up against John Travolta, you know? That's what happens, I guess. I don't stream anything. I don't just stream um, balls. Sorry. This was the last film to be released on video cassette under MCA Home Video Banner. Before it was changed to MCA Universal Home Video, that's pretty interesting. Um, that this was part of that, you know, it's got uh, pretty pretty interesting history here for that um, and for MCA. <coughs> uh, before I go any further, I want to say if you guys haven't you're not familiar with the soundtrack to this, it's got Megadeth on it, it's got Alice Cooper, it's got Kane Roberts, and a bunch of other people did like a. Oh, it was another band, like a made-up band. The Dudes of Wrath. The Dudes of Wrath, yeah. <coughs> hey, I want to say something. Actually, the soundtrack, was, uh, the soundtrack to Toys. Was that the There's other? a bunch of In what? Well, wasn't that their name? It's like Dangerous Toys or something like that. There's a band. I mean, I have the soundtrack to this movie. The soundtrack, to me, is better than the film. Yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. It's uh, Megadeth covered No More Mr. Nosco. Yeah, which well, was Alice a, Cooper. Something awesome. on. Um. Yeah, Demon Bell is uh, the song by Dangerous Toys. But I think the Dudes of Wrath. Bonfire was that song's really good. The Bonfire. The band Dudes good. of Wrath was guys from Dangerous Toys and Kane Roberts. The Dead On song was really good. It's on there. And yes, it is. It was Kane Roberts and Paul Stanley from Kiss and Tom right. Lee from Molly Crew and Drones and it's a bunch of people. Um, I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. Yeah, soundtrack's really good. Um, it's got Love trans- Transfusion by Iggy Pop, if you're into that. Um, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And, of course, that original band that they made is pretty cool. Dudes of Wrath stuff. Um, 
Shocker was filmed in 10 weeks and on a low budget. Craven said that this was achieved by having a small crew and little known actors. Even though, my opinion, Mitch Pelleggi, I mean, that's fucking huge for me. It's awesome. Um, that's a nice death shot of a cop right there. Um, Pinker's a nasty motherfucker. It's really... This is a different slasher, this movie. It's very... It's not even, like, supernatural. It's just... I don't know. It's just very different. I know after Wes Craven was making Nightmare on Elm Street, you kind of get a different... You know... Kind of inspires you to make... Think, you know, forces of nature that are... Uh, can manipulate things. Like, you know, Freddy manipulates your, your sleep. And in this case, once Horace Pinker... Uh, dies, he manipulates uh, electricity to get to you, and that's pretty cool too, you know. So, um, Wes Craven had a pretty, pretty interesting mind um, as far as running with an idea, especially like that, you know. That's pretty cool because we all have electricity, you know. Um, it says the body of a male road worker with long black hair that Horace takes over is a former guitarist for Alice Cooper, and that would be Kane Roberts, so he's in the film. Which is pretty cool. You're describing me. <laughs> it's Dr. West. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see, I guess I'll keep up with this stuff as the movie goes along. Don't want to just drain everything out here. Uh, there are many similarities to the original Nightmare on Elm Street in the film. The opening shot of Pinker working on his television set is similar to the opening shot of Freddy making his trademark glove. I guess. Uh, I never thought this star chick was very attractive, the main chick in this. In both movies, the hero's father is a disbelieving police lieutenant. Jonathan has nightmares about the killer that turn out to be real. In both movies, the hero's (coughs) lover is murdered by the killer. In both movies, the killer comes back from the dead to seek revenge on those responsible for his death. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff here I'll I'll get back to once we reach those parts of the film here. Well, there's a lot of uh, little tidbits about this film there. Interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of her. Is that Camille Cooper? Is that who that is? Yeah. She hasn't been in shit. Well, my my whole thing with her, I thought the casting for her was weird. Hmm. And she's not better with, but I never thought she was attractive. And and to me, you know, you put someone in there that's going to give you know prepubescent or right at pubescent boys like myself at the time a boner, <laughs> and I didn't think she was attractive. She kind of looks like a newt or like a. She has a horse face. Hmm. She's just like, <laughs> and it just it just ruins it. And and I don't care what kind of movie. I want to say this too. I don't know what kind of movie career Peter Berg has. He couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Oh yeah, he's awful in this film. The casting for this film, other than other than Mitch Pileggi, is shit. I mean, he hasn't been in shit. You know, so. the guy that plays Peter Berg's dad is like way over the top too. He's all like, I'm a, I'm an on edge cop that has a caffeine problem. It's just too much. <laughs> I smell like coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> and donuts. But yeah, I never have liked Peter Berg. I don't like Peter Berg in a fucking thing. You know how you much. always tell me? Now, I want you to look at him a minute. You know how you always tell me you want to hit somebody? He's somebody I literally want to hit with a bat. I don't know why. 
He didn't do anything. He's not mean or obnoxious or anything. But he has one of those faces. You just where don't like, like his face. Yes, yeah, so I just I would probably rather change it for him. I know. I would just <laughs> rather hit him with a car than look at him. <laughs> it's just his head kind of looks like a pencil eraser. I mean, am I the only person that would that would find actual personal satisfaction after hitting hitting someone with a car that you don't like? It would just be fun. <laughs> or a forklift, you know. <coughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> so I always thought the, the TV thing was cool, the electricity thing. We you know as much as you... Cause, I mean, look at his... Fat. I just went... I don't know. He looks sweaty, too. He looks like he doesn't shower. Even though he, like, obviously just got out of the shower in the scene because he's, like, all wet and stuff. Maybe he's just that sweaty. I don't know. It's like, hey, you got a sweat problem? I'll fix it for you. <coughs> you got a face problem. He's also a, just a huge behind in this movie. <laughs> he is. He's just like... It's kind of like a... You can't <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, I have never met a soul that likes Peter Berg. Oh, no, I don't really have anyone coming. It's like, hey, we've got a shocker reunion. It's like, yeah, nobody's there unless they want to meet Mitch Pelagy. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think she's attractive. She looks like somebody that would get offed at like the beginning of a Friday the 13th movie. Do you know what I mean? Right. She also kind of looks like that hag Tina from Friday the 13th Part 7. She does she's, an- she's another one that just has like mannish, like, like cow hips where she's just like, <laughs> she's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's just not attractive. I never. I just never. And and the, the best part of that movie is that fruit run run chasing her. He's just like, hold on, Tina. I, I'm your I'm your big bottom. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's Horace Pinker, baby. I mean, the the killing in this is brutal. But I'm. I mean, this is a Mitch Pelleggi blood fest. It's awesome. Yeah, that's the best part of the film. It's the redeeming thing is just him killing people. <clears throat> another thing I hate. This I hate that his coach, Peter Berg's coach. He's just a hard ass old black man. It's just <laughs> not. I don't know the casting for the. You know. It's like Wes Craven tried to make this film look like Christine, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I see what you mean. Do you know? I mean, he's annoying to me. Look, you're missing it. The so it's Sam Scarver. If it is, that's if that's who that is. That that's fucking cool because he's a fucking actual football player. He was a Dallas Cowboy. That's fine. I've never seen that door open. Apparently he wasn't really a good running back, but he was on the L.A. Rams and the San Diego Chargers. So that's pretty cool. They chose him as a Sam Scarber. He was also in the (coughs) Karate Kid, which is cool. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's a real running back. NFL running back. So. That's weird. Well, so I see him. Nothing important, but that's the main two things. Who now? Tell me a little bit about the Peter Bird's dad in this. The the cop. He's way over acts. 
He's like the overacting like Michael man. Murphy. When you see him, I don't know. You can tell me. I don't know. He's in Batman Returns, and he's in... Uh, yes, that's him. Yeah. I'm glad she's already dead this time. <laughs> or she, well, she's not, though, because she gets to float oh, around yeah. helping him through the hell. I forgot about that. You can help. My horse face is going to fly around like an angel through the film. So who else is Michael Murphy? He's in Cloak and Dagger. He was in Private Parts, which is funny. Um... Yeah, he is. He's the asshole uh, station manager at mm-hmm. WNBC. Yeah, WNBC. Love Howard Stern. Um, <laughs> no, that's his dad, the overactor. So. That looks like Jake Busey, but I know it's not. That looks like him. Yeah, that's fucked. Like no, I mean, I, 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 the funny part is he's annoying, but he's actually pro- one of the more funnier parts of this film because he just overacts every scene. Yeah. You go to the goddamn house. He's just like, I don't know. <laughs> we killed him. But see the see the fifty seven Chevy down there. It's just it's like he's trying to give this like this this fifties <coughs> look, even though it's eighties. I just I didn't understand what the. The DP on this film is a, a dipshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... And he's got to have the token black friend. Of course I'm on the football team with you. It's just, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> And of course, 15 years later, you know, uh, Peter Berg is just going to be in that Friday Night Lights bullshit movie where he's like the drunk daddy, you know. He is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, wow. Is he in that movie? I've never seen that movie. I would never watch that movie. Any movie, and I just want to say this, I love professional football, but any movie about no, he was high school that, football. He was in that TV show Friday Night Lights. Oh, God. Which is even worse. That sounds about right, though. i got to give him a paycheck from CBS. And of course, uh, Rhino there was in uh, Teen Wolf. Yes, he was. Which, why that's getting a collector's edition, I'll never understand. Thanks, Screen Factory. And The Hidden. So. Um, he was in shit ton of Lana. Can Lana I Lana. tell you a movie? Let me tell you a movie that Arrow or Scream Factory or... It's going to have to be one of those two because this is a high caliber title. It was put out... I saw the movie as a, as a kid uh, from Paramount and I'm going to tell you what, it's one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's raunchy. It's got Nazi stuff in it, and it's also Ooh. got, and it's also got like um, sick throat slip. Sorry, no, it is, and th- there's a lot of um, like occult cool stuff going on. It's a movie called The Keep. Yeah, so I can't get The Keep, but I get a collector's edition of the Jason Bateman Teen Wolf Two that made no money. <laughs> well, Doctor West, it's a cult classic, but it's not. That movie didn't even make money on fucking video. It's a, it's a the ang- first Teen it's Wolf. It's an Ingalls grocery. Here's my whole thing with that. Class. You want to put out a collector's edition of Teen Wolf? Put it on your Shout Select line. Don't put it in the fucking Screen Factory. Same as those Robocops. Why is that not on Shout Select and not Screen Factory? Or just on Shout Factory, whatever. That's what I'm saying. That Shout Select, that thing that they're doing now, where it's like, we take films that you like and then do, you know. <laughs> which, by the way, and, and this is not horror. And I've never said this on the podcast, and you'd mentioned buying it. I've had it for a while. I got it at an FYE that went out of business. But the nicest Blu-ray that I own that that Shout Select did, and my God, did they, I mean, I don't know where they got the transfer from it from, because it looks ridiculous. It looks like a bomb film is Roadhouse. Yeah. That Blu-ray is... Which is 
89 came out this year. Well, there you go. The, um, you know, not this year, but, you know. <coughs> year of Shocker, that was uh, another thing they put out. Um, haven't seen the print yet, but it's doctor approved. Okay. And look, the, the print of this Shocker, I'm not trying to, I, everybody probably thinks I'm giving Shocker a bad run here. I'm not, I actually do like this movie. I do own it, actually. And the print of this is gorgeous. It is, yeah. Um, That's one of the earlier things they did, uh, Screen Factory line. Well, it's... It's just good. It's yeah. about middle middle of the run. Yeah, when they, when they started out, putting the Craven stuff out. They put out Deadly Blessing and this and People Under the Stairs. I can't do people on this. I don't know. It's like that. No, and here's your here's another one. And this is another one that I do not understand. Why did Scream Factory put out Tales from the Hood? That movie sucks. <laughs> Doctor West. It's a cult classic. It's an. English, it is not a cult it's classic. An, it's it's an Ingalls Grocery Store cult classic. I guess. It's a straight to to on demand classic. I'm just giving you shit. Oh, uh, give me Leprechaun back to the hood any day. Of I'd rather fucking... watch it. Yeah, that movie's awesome. Um, so, at least it tries to be campy on purpose. <coughs> uh, oh, and I want to right? do an announcement real quick, because uh, we're kind of backpedaling with stuff, but um, um, we're going to be giving um, Cranial Engorgement one of the Leprechaun films. That's what you're getting. We should. I love those. You can take it as an insult. It's not. I actually like. I like those movies a lot. They're good so. movies. They're fucking there's a lot of gore. In it. There's a lot of gore. And it's Warwick Davis, who's in goddamn Willow. That's what we're looking at. Movie. And as far as uh, he's wicked from Star Wars. Marco Arapenitz. I don't know. I haven't really decided about that yet. Probably Chud too. That's a good one. Yeah, we you're, you're going to get Bud another, the Chud. It's a Vesteron. I'm I'm the only person on the planet that probably likes Chud too. We more did than do Marco. We did. We did the Gate. Totally gave him the gate. We did that one night. We didn't do the gate for us. We did the gate. Maybe we've already done that. We did. I told him I knew what we did. No, no, it's fine because it's going to come out after anyway. We just um... <coughs> maybe we did. Did we? Yeah, we did. We totally did the gate. So I remember doing it, and that was for Marco because I know we didn't do cranial. I can't remember shit. Yeah, I've been now we've had out a of long, it for a minute. Long since few that weeks, happened. guys, since we did that. Uh, even the interviews were like. Three weeks ago or something. So, uh, making up for lost time here. You know, we'll get one thing out at a time. Uh, of course, the obituary thing and the creator. You know, we want to get this out to promote the tour. So, obviously, that's why we're putting this out. We didn't have time to do the other the other two in time, and you know. But that's that's something that's in our fucking. <coughs> it's it's in our vault, and we're putting and we're bringing it out to you guys. We also have the. Uh, I promised you guys, you know, you fans on Facebook, once we got over 200 likes, I would put up a episode that went wrong, um, and which we are still doing. We actually listened to some of it last night, the uh, Blood Red Throne interview that we did. We actually reviewed Chopping Mall, which in the beginning, we were on a roll that night. We did we recorded like three... We did three episodes. We did three movie reviews uh, to plug with interviews, and... That was just, you know, the end of the night, so we were pretty... It was like four in the morning when we started that one, so... <coughs> I was pretty hammered, and the doctor was loopy from being up all night. I think you were up for, like, days when we did that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. You know, initially in that one, we kind of... I was kind of just making fun of Chopping Mall. <coughs> I really do like Chopping Mall. It's, I was really excited when it finally came out on Blu-ray. I know all the other fans were, and... Uh, I think near the end of it, I warmed up to it. I think just the interview and me being 
hammer kind of uh, put me in a bad spot, but I was just trying to have fun with it. So um, nice. I just yeah. got Deicide's Till Death Do Us Part for six bucks. Nice. That's like a fifty dollars CD now because you can't get really. Any, I have yeah, it. all that stuff. Is so. it coming with the patch? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's sealed. That's my favorite part about that. I can't let that. Yeah, you know, I've never heard that record, and I saw that tour. Uh, Severed Ties is a really good song. The title track's good. It's very shreddy. It's it's. I like it. It's good. It sounds a lot like Scars. Now, who's on that record? Uh, is that Jack Santola? Owens on it? I think. Is Santola on that album too? Maybe it was Santola, because he did the the To Hell with God. He was on that. that I've got Doctor Mordred coming. Awesome, a Castle Freak. I want to watch that for sure. Which is awesome. Another Barbara Crampton stroke alert. Yep. Um, yeah, the beginning of the end, that's a good song too, off that record. That's uh, the opening track. Came out in 2008. Yeah, Jack Owen and Ralph Santola. That's what I thought. I thought it was that lineup. I saw it. Now, that's after, so that's actually a pretty solid lineup for them because the previous record was that. Uh, yeah, this was the first one with Ralph, if I'm not mistaken. No. Is it not? No. The one before it. To hell with or not to hell with God. Uh, uh, the orange one, the Stature Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was the follow-up record. Yeah, because that was after uh, Scars of the Crucifixion. <clears throat> so after To Hell with God, then he was it was To Hell with Santola. It's to Hell with Corey was that yeah. album. To Hell with Santola. To Hell with West. <laughs> um. Holy shit. Is that the guy? From That's the guy from Friday the 13th, part six. That's what six. I thought. Wherever the red dot goes, you bang. You did. That's, uh, fuck. What's his name? He's got a very Italian name. I can never think of it offhand. And there's, of course, now Mitch Pileggi or uh, Horace has got his fucking shocker powers. I just love this movie. It's so cool. He's just very different. You don't really see this in film, really. It's just a different take on a slasher. It's very ambitious, and usually, um, <coughs> as we all know, when you try to make an ambitious horror movie, no one, no one, nobody pays to see it, just like Halloween 3, which is a travesty, because... That film's fucking awesome, and it got still gets no. You know what bothers me though? It's kind of, uh, it's kind of become Vincent uh, Gostafaro. It's kind of become uh, beard IPA local uh, South Florida light beer, tearing off a fart mid afternoon to <laughs> say you like Halloween three. I'm kind of getting tired of it. I've always liked that movie I saw at the theater. Have you not noticed that now where people are like, I trash Michael Myers because Dick Warlock wasn't in it, and now I love it because I saw John Carpenter live. It, there is. There's like this turd following of that film It's always now. been my favorite one. was three. It's not my favorite, but I like the film a lot. I'll awesome. tell you this. I like it more than I do Halloween 2. I really don't like Halloween 2. And if anybody knew me, this is a really easy explanation on that. I had a lot of allergy testing done as a kid, so I hate hospitals. I mean, I despise them. Yeah, that's so all that, that's, all that movie. That's is. all it is. It's Michael Myers in a hospital, which does nothing for me. You will never see me in a shirt. 
or anything promoting Halloween 2. I think that movie's an overrated turd. That's also not Nick Castle, so... And they also fucked over Tom Lee Wallace, who was supposed to direct it, which is why he did Halloween 3, so that's another reason Halloween 2 sucks. But anyway... Right. I just don't like it. I really do not like that movie. I don't know. That's the only one people seem to watch. I don't know why. And they were trying to... On Fright Rags on, on Facebook, which I put it on our page if you guys saw it, they were saying that the bob kill into the with the knife to the chest into the fucking pantry was not as good as the fucking him dipping that bitch in the hot tub. It's like, ooh, ooh you tub. dipped her in hot water, ooh, and her face melted off, ooh. It's like, I'd much rather see him kill Bob because that part's fucking brutal. You're also talking about a fucking has-been director as opposed to John doing it. And there's this misconception. People like to come up and make shit up. They're like, John directed part two. That's Nick Castle too. No, it's not. If you think that, you're a fucking crackhead. Come see me because you don't know anything about the movies you're watching. Are you God's honest truth? I would rather watch Halloween 6 all day long than watch Halloween 2 because I like Halloween 6. The one with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd one? Yes, that movie fucking rules. I love that. I'm see- that's one we need to do. That's a good movie. Oh, we do need to do that one. I've got two different cuts of it, too. Do you? Yeah, we'll do it. I'm always up for that shit. Michael Myers is fucking awesome. That's the thing, you know. The, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I really like Halloween 3 because it was something else. It, it felt more like a Halloween movie. I don't even almost consider it with the rest of the films because it wasn't supposed to be. It's supposed to be set in the universe, but it's not Michael Myers. So I always considered it a you know a film of its own. Um, but I don't know. Uh, of course, the first film is hands down the best, one of the best horror movies of all time, if not the best horror movie of all time. That's arguable, but um, based on your opinions. But I mean, if you were to Say that to my face, I, I would agree with you. Be like, well, that's not a you know, that's a fair assumption. What? Saying Halloween is the best horror movie ever made. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with somebody's opinion on that. What the first one? Yeah. No, I'm I've been talking about Halloween too. I know. I'm saying the first one. I'm just making stating a case. Here. Oh, the first. I'm just saying, you know, if if you were to come it, up to me and say it, Halloween is, is the it? greatest horror movie of all time, I would say, yeah, you know, I'm not going to uh, disagree with that. Me personally, I don't. I, I would. I would definitely put it in top five, um, and on like a real debate or something. You want to fry me? Then do it, you fucking insect. Anyway, um, you know, I'd, Halloween has to be up there. It's. I mean, it's. It's set the. It's it, it raised the bar and then some. But if you got to remember, there's also Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, you know Dawn of the Dead and you know you get a, when you put all those big boys into play. I mean, it's it's crazy um, to debate about that stuff. So, you know, you can't really put a best on it unless you really just had to write something or come up with a list on your own. Um, and to come off of this, you can tell what that horse, look at that shit, it's fucking nasty, burnt, charred flesh. Um, it's You can tell that the scene was way longer um, with Horace here when he's getting executed and they cut it pretty immensely because that was very short um, of course they had to re-edit this 
film so many fucking times. Um, but yeah, you can't really debate about stuff like that. Um, it's a matter of opinion, but you know, Halloween's definitely. If you told me that that you think is the best horror movie, then then yeah, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you. Um, the second one though, not even in that discussion, not even close. Um, do I like Halloween too? Yeah, it's all right. You know, I never had a problem with it, but I don't. It's not my favorite, and it's not even close to being on a list of anything that I like uh, as far as horror. Um, you know, it's just an all right movie. It's got some pretty cool kills in it. Uh, it's very slow paced for a slasher. Um, I, I do like, you know, uh, Donald Pleasance, of course. Um, Donald, Donald Pleasance is the best part of Halloween, too. Yeah. But I hate hospitals. I don't care what it is. I know, that's kind of a... It's just a fucking deal breaker but for me. But the kills, you know, there's there's some good stuff in it. It's not a terrible movie or anything. It's just, you know, when you have Halloween 1 and then you have Halloween 3, you know, that's kind of that's kind of it right there. Or, or even Part 6 um, kind of drowns out Part 2 for me even, you know. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I get what you're saying about people jumping on the Halloween 3 thing and kind of 20 years later, you know, now people are starting to uh, have a thing for it, even though I know for a fact that most people, if I bring it up, they either A, haven't seen it, or B, they're like, isn't that the one without Michael Myers in it? They're like, yeah. The movie's dumb. I never watched it. How's it Not anymore, though. Now it's like... Yeah, now it's like, I got a silver shamrock tattoo on my back. And it's and it's really cool. And then we we were what I did was I walked in. I have the to the local IPA soft brewery, and I just ripped a hot fart. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about those. It's really it's creative. All those masks and different stuff. And I'm like, and I've actually heard people backpedal that I've known for years, like try to defend that movie to me. And I'm like, you made fun of it. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want that shirt. Well, you can't have it. They don't make it anymore. And the one that they do make, since it's reissued, it says Fryer Rags on it, so you don't have the original one, so you a dig. <laughs> but With anyway. Halloween 3 uh, print on it, you know, the tag. And there's Horace getting fucking incinerated into into nothing, and then he's going to just be an, an electric butthole from now on on this film. So electric spirit asshole. <laughs> he's going to fuck with Peter Berg the rest of the movie. And be like, I killed your, I killed your little baby. Which is pretty cool. Now they can't find Pinker, and people are still dying. And this is just fun where this film goes. And then of course Vincent here, wherever the red dot goes, you bang. Which is one of my favorite parts of Part Six. I want to meet him just to get that. Look at that, <coughs> Maryville Police. That's interesting. Um. I thought the locations were pretty cool for this. I don't know what the, the prison is right here, but it's a cool little scene. The Peter Berg right here is just is just struggling. He might as well have actually. Yeah, I was gonna say he might have. Sorry, he should have actually shit his pants. I don't know even where that came from. It was just like whap. He needs to actually shit his pants so he can act a little bit. Now this bitch is Horace Pinker and Vincent Gustafaro's about to flip this fucking cop car. I think it's fun when he's Horace Pinker. It's funny. Boom. And there's the 
the old Hollywood uh, car plant into a into a gas truck, and there's a giant explosion. I like that shot right there. It's kind of a Ferris Bueller <coughs> shot. That's nice, though. It's very effective. Oh, we got Michael Murphy, Lieutenant Don Parker. He's got a he's got to be rough with his own son and have a cigarette in his mouth while he's yelling. How many times have I seen this? Well, this film isn't isn't a serious movie. It's very campy on purpose, but it's. You know, this is a fun film. It's very ambitious. And, uh, you know. And I don't want to dwell on this too much longer, but about the Halloween 3 thing. I mean, you know, I get it when some people finally check out something and they, you know, they hop on the bandwagon. But don't act like you've, you've always liked something when you haven't, you know. Um, I know a lot of people, most of the time, if I try to bring up Halloween 3, they just don't even. They've never even seen it. Or like, I didn't want to watch that. It's not Michael Myers. Like, well, you know, whatever. Han Solo's not going to be in the next Star Wars movie. I guess you won't be watching that. That's fine. You know, I don't... I don't... If it's a horror movie, you know, or anything like that, I'd just give it a shot. I and mean, there's there's Ted Raimi. You know, you can barely tell it's him with the fucking glasses on. That's uh, Pac-Man. Which he should have been the main character in this movie. It would have been a little bit better. But then again, I wouldn't want to watch Sam Raimi get terrorized. I don't know. He just wouldn't be good for this role. I think Peter Berg is kind of a, a ninny. So it's funny watching Horace Pinker fuck with him all the time. And of course, here he's a lot like Freddy because he's fucking with his dreams, and you can't really tell what's reality and what's not right now. And there's a whole mind fuck going on here in this in this film. So <laughs> hmm. my cat just took a fucking dump of fucking snakes. <laughs> God. It's not as bad. It doesn't stink as bad as Peter Berg's acting, though. (laughs) That part stinks even more. But, uh... For those of you guys listening and tuning in right now, uh, you will know that we have Terry Butler and Kenny of Obituary coming on the show. Caught up with them on the recent Decibel Tour. It was also when we caught up with them, it was St. Patrick's Day, and it was, uh the release of their new self-titled record that you can get now on Relapse. Um, So definitely go pick that up and support Death Metal. And uh, it was also Kurt Russell's birthday. It came out March 17th, and if Kurt Russell knew what we went through, he would have uh, just dropped a bomb on Charlotte. But anyway... That was just a nightmare scenario we had to deal with. I don't know if we got into that as much as the the Millie episode you guys will be listening to. Um, Of course, we did Prince of Darkness for that one, which is an awesome film. It's a 
That's a Carpenter, which uh, I prefer over Wes Craven, honestly. Uh, love Wes Craven stuff, but he... I don't know. John Carpenter, as we were explaining, just released hit after hit after hit after hit for a long time, and Wes Craven was kind of... never really did that. Um, you know, the first three Nightmare on Elm Streets were cool, and... Uh, this film's pretty good. Deadly Blessing is, you know, it's a TV movie. It's pretty good, though. Um, and, uh, if you like people under the stairs, if you consider that something, you know, um, Hills Have Eyes, which is fucking awesome, but that was the first thing he did, so, I mean, very, very spotty with the stuff he did, you know, if you want to compare those two Masters of Horror together. Um, yeah, Prince of Darkness was great. Looks good. It's another Scream Factory title. And you guys hopefully will enjoy that one. But, uh, I don't know if we talked too much about the, uh, the time we had in Charlotte. Um, it was very unpleasant. Um, you know, the show was, the show was awesome. Uh, Obituary was, you know, played really well, and, um, of course, it was the night of the album release, so they were extra pumped up. It was the first night of the tour, you know, it seemed like they had a good time playing, um, and that creator was amazing, so that was cool. Um, I mean, your favorite part of the show was Midnight. We got there right when Obituary was playing. So I've actually I've got a photo I'm going to put on the page of Corey crying doing the devil horns during <laughs> midnight set. Oh, when, it's, when it's cropping over my face. Yeah, and then your and then your your group picture of you with the with the band. You're best in the best time. You're lying. <laughs> and the staff there. Corey really wanted to thank the staff at the. <laughs> I wanted to thank the, the uh, Fillmore TSA for, for stripping me down into my fucking thong and <laughs> for stripping me down into my G-string I mean, and checking me out. I appreciate them getting the C4 off me so we couldn't <laughs> blow up Millie and Creator. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was out to do. I was out to kill the man we went there to interview. It makes so much sense. Goes to Pharaoh. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm really trying with that. And one. Millie knew too because he changed the lyrics to "Satan is real." C4 is real. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic explosives are real. He also wrote the song in advance. The song "The Terrorist" is totally about um, that. His <coughs> his time. Uh, you know his unbelievable <laughs> foresight. <laughs> Unbelievable predictability, and he just had a prophecy come to him that we would go to Charlotte and the doctor would have C4 and we would blow him up. And then you say a total action line at the end of it, and you'd be like, it's, It was a pleasure to kill you, sir. <laughs> then beep, beep. Of course, it didn't really happen. That's just, oh, it's suicide terrorist. That's what it was. So. Of God. <laughs> but, um, 
I don't know. It's like if you ever want to go to North Carolina, just turn back around and don't even bother. You might as well just go down the street and uh, take a dump. <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever toilet you've ever been to, nothing tops the Charlotte toilet. I <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. That and that that venue there needs to just be burnt to the ground. <laughs> And all their meatheads can go back to work out. Yeah, and the time. people that work there, too, it was like they were confused. It's like, I'm industrial goth, but I'm into metal. It's like, I don't understand that. And I see, I occasionally see some kids like that at stuff, but it's like, are you that confused, you know? You know, and I, I get it. You If you, you know, if it's se- you're sexually confused or whatever, that's going to happen, you start, especially at that age or whatever. You know, try it all, whatever. But trying it all on your face and body confuses me. You've got the deathcore look, but you're also punk, but you're also goth, but you're also fucking emo, but you're, it's just like, I just wanted to fucking take a gun to him. I don't know, I just don't. He's just hit by that one dude. Did you not see that one guy? Yeah. He looked like a cross-dresser, punk, goth, metal, it's like, what are you? Are you just everything? Are you into everything? Would have been fine if he was a cross-dresser, but he didn't. No, 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 that's not what I meant, but he's like walking around with this like hot chick, I'm just like, what, what are you, sir? (laughs) Uh, oh, it's just good to meet you, bro. You're weird, bro. You got anger issues, bro. It's like, yeah, I do. You have no fucking idea. I don't care what people do. It's just there were just a lot of confused people. I felt like at that show more so than normal because it's always look. It's always an armpit uh, when you go to a metal show. That's uh, uh, Jonathan Craven. That's the jogger there. Weird. And his uh, we got. Jessica Craven's also in this film, um, and she was also in New Nightmare, which you don't even need to watch. Just don't even bother. But yeah, just don't even bother with with Charlotte. There was nothing good about going there. The last time we were there was the last time we saw Lemmy alive, so that was morbid. Uh, going back there, the doctor was nice enough to tag along, even though. He knew that we were going to want to die in a car fire (laughs) because we were there. So, of course, he went again. He saw the same tour the next night and got got Millie, so that was cool. Good good things come out of being patient and wanting to uh, die in a bus accident, so... All I, all I did, and we should actually, in retrospect, just explain this. We had went to see Motorhead there and rode there with a cokehead and a fat troll drunk. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin and, <laughs> and this... I don't know... And, and look, I want to be specific about this. My cousin's gay. We don't talk anymore. Right, right, I don't yeah, have an issue fine. with anybody with... What's your waiting on? Is it waiting on it, I think? Because she's limping and stuff when that happens. Excuse me, sir. Have you seen a little girl? Excuse me, sir. Have you seen her acting career? Uh, uh, no, I'm a director uh, now. I'm sorry. No, I saw her. She was up by that light pole up there. Well, thank you. Nana! He was up by that light pole up there. Get her alive. You're coming with me. Here we go. <laughs> oh, girl's funny. <laughs> this movie's terrible. 
was uh, <laughs> Lindsay Parker, who was in Critters 2, the main course. <coughs> she got her start on an episode of MacGyver. So, well, the doctor's been binge watching that, or at least he was. But anyway, but you know, we went to that show, and this guy was. I don't know what his deal was. I don't. I just. I don't know, and I don't care. But I thought it was weird that he walked around wearing a fucking mini skirt, and he kept telling me how straight he was. I was like, you know what, man? Even my cousin would tell you that you've got some problems. <laughs> you know, and that's fine. But he was an asshole, and he would pull over to a fucking rest stop, which is this is the dumbest thing in the world I've ever seen, and would do blow, and then sit there and drink his craft beer. It went instead of us on the way to the concert. Yeah, he had like a goddamn... He had a chest. Chocolate porter. Yeah, his his chocolate amber porter. I'd rather drink my own fucking diarrhea than drink that. (laughs) You know? Be a man. Why don't you drink a fucking man's drink? I mean, if you're going to drink beer, at least be a man about it. You have to drink this fuck. Well, it has to be. It's a honey wheat with a yeah. Well, I don't. I don't need Legos or excuse me, Egos in my fucking beer. <laughs> I don't need Legos either. Yeah, I don't need that either. I don't. I don't need. Actually, I would rather I don't have maple, Legos. I don't need maple fucking syrup in my fucking. In I would my, rather have Legos because then I could. It's, it's got a out. maple syrup hop in it with orange juice. Well, why don't you just drink maple syrup with orange juice instead of pouring in it with beer? But anyway, and then we get there, and then maple bacon peanut. The the worst human being that I may have ever met. (laughs) Oh, Hawkwind comes up to me drunk because we were we were what we were doing. This is way before we we did this, and and I just wanted Corey to see Motorhead, and we were standing out there, and we were trying trying to deal with every troll in in Charlotte, and then. on top of that, I didn't want to be there anyway because there's a girl that I was involved with that lives there that every time I'm there, she's like, you should can. It's like, I don't want to talk to you. Um, and she was at that show and with some with some meathead with, with tribal tattoos, which is real original. I've never seen a guy with tribal tattoos. But anyway. There was Kane Roberts right there. Yeah. That's awesome. The construction worker there. It looks like Gene Simmons. It does. And we're at the show and... This this it drunk troll, which which this is kind of a fun part of this too is big you can't walk around drunk in Charlotte. They can actually arrest you for PD there. They actually have officers there to arrest you for public drunkenness. And how this guy had not been arrested was beyond me because he had drank every beer in the city. <laughs> and he comes up to he me. He came up and took mine. He was like, "Thanks, man." And started drinking. He was just awful. I don't even want to repeat what he did. And I hope he's dead. Um, I think he was a vagrant anyway. I don't know. You know, the only thing that I can hope is that Anybody he stumbled across the box from the Hellraiser films, and Pinhead came out and tortured him to death. <laughs> um, but yeah, the venue is just horrible. And every time we went, and I knew before we went, I was like, something absolutely awful is going to happen. It rained the entire day. Which you know, everybody's oh, it's going to be really nice and warm. Well, it wasn't warm. It was like thirty degrees. It felt like. Uh, the Zaxby's that we ate at, I had to take a dump and a Wendy's. I don't think I've ever done that where I went to one chicken place and then crapped in a burger. You know. But it's never it's never frozen. And it's I never frozen. get sick off Zaxby's, like ever. And it was just a nightmare. And then, of course, the next day was a nightmare, too, because I <coughs> ended up getting really sick with this upper respiratory thing that I'm still dealing with. And then I had to go all the way... I had taken cold medicine because I didn't think we were going to get into the show the next day. 
and we we ended up, and then of course we went on and I talked. You'll hear more about that on the creator episode, but you know it was fine. It's just it just bothers me. But apparently, even creator had issues with that venue with their load in and load out and their security there because all those people that work there thought they were in bands. Hey man, I'm gonna buy in. I'm gonna buy in those people. I mean, what was up with that? Like, when we met Millie in Charlotte, like, did you not see this? That guy said, let me put my code in and key lock, unlock, yeah, this fence. It's like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> He's out here. He wanting to talk to people. Why are you Why are you acting like you're his security? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you don't work for the fucking band. Nice, no, but anyway, so we got to protect the artist from what we got to do. Like no, like five no it's lives. someone taking their job too seriously. Like that, that old fucking Viagra cocksucker inside the <laughs> venue that kept shoving me with the fucking glasses on. Weirdest thing I've ever... Most passive-aggressive weirdo I've ever met. He's sitting there trying to he, shake my hand. Looks like he's a fucking... And then telling me to get over. You need to get over. He's like, yeah. I, I just want Tepeche Mode to come here already. And then that black Stupid woman that I thought was a man that turned out was a woman that was like a bodybuilder. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fucking nightmare. And then that smiling chode in his in his vest. I'm gonna make a vest and go to the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, you shouldn't have made it out of a Fast and Furious jacket because you look like a dipshit. <laughs> out of a, a Forever Twenty One jacket. That's what it looked like. It looked like he'd went to Rue Twenty One, bought a jacket, <laughs> yeah, and put, and put talaker patches on it. And discharge. My, my daddy liked them. Oh, really? That's fantastic. Do you want a do you want an oatmeal cookie? I've got cookies here. Do you want a cookie? You <laughs> want a peanut butter cookie? Yeah, I wanted to throw him through that fucking stage. I actually wanted Millie to like hold the guitar down, and I just impale him through it. <laughs> we'll get the show really going. <laughs> that was yeah, a nightmare. Was, I don't want to ever go back there again. There was a guy. You know, we were originally uh, talking with with Donald about uh, doing an interview an impromptu interview at the show and uh, he ended up getting very sick or something and so he told us to wait by the the load-in area and so we were standing there waiting and this guy shows up the venue staff <coughs> and I was like you guys gotta move over here by the stage there was like there's little like taped up areas where you had to stand uh, even though other people ended up just standing around there no one no one gave a shit um well, there was a woman that was a security, and... That guy's been in fucking everything. Oh, no. He was on, like, Law and Order. Well, there was a woman there, and once we told her, hey, we're waiting on getting an interview, so he told us to wait here. And she was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And so we stood with, with her. And then that guy showed up and just totally derailed that. He was like, well, that's great and everything, but you got to stand over here. And he kept fucking pointing his finger and moving us like we were at a fucking car wash. His name is Old Viagra. Yeah. Old Charlotte Viagra. Because he was like shaking my hand. I'm really sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. And you need to get over. But you need to get over. I'm sorry, man. I know you got to do I know what you You get over, man. Never again, though. <laughs> and he was like, eh, Never yeah. again. He was like, that's great and all, but you, you got to be over here. You know what he needs to do? He needs to just like... <laughs> Crap himself in public. That'd be nice. So he was wearing like, he had like you know, a tough guy black, but you know polo because he was a security guy. But then he had like these fucking gray sweatpants on, like he was doing fantasy football league or something. I don't know what the deal was with that, but yeah, 
worst staff I've ever had to deal with. <coughs> Another shithole is going to Asheville, uh, the Orange Peel. The staff there is horrible, too. Uh, the staff is so bad there, if you try to get stuff like guitar picks or drumsticks from the band or set lists, the staff will take it for themselves and get them signed by the band. Which I've seen happen about every time I've gone to a show there. The staff will make fun of fans for trying to get drumsticks and stuff, and they will take it for themselves. So, um, And also there was some dickhole that was very rude to, to Dr. West when we were there once, and... Uh, Pretty sure that was the last time you went there. What's that? The asshole was trying to be a, a sidewalk cop to you. Oh, we need to let's talk about that. We've never talked about that on an episode. You want to do it? Yeah, I mean we're on the subject of okay. North I mean I think this this fits. The orange stool <laughs> um, is in Charlotte, or excuse me, is in Asheville, uh, which is a hippie commune. It's nothing but. So uh, weed, weed, and house. weed and hippie dresses, which, you know what, I I can't do that. I if people are into that stuff and that lifestyle, that's fine. I don't understand it because I don't want to give peace a chance. I want to give my fist a chance because that's just how I've had to do things my whole life. I've had a really rough upbringing and stuff, and my dad is an insensitive asshole. But when you grow up around that, on top of the fact my uncle was in the military and he was really hard on me um so you know it was i took stuff out of that but i'm kind of a hard ass so the whole hippie thing i just don't you know because they were in they were in vietnam so i just don't you know it's just i don't know it's just kind of a weird thing for me so i don't like Asheville anyway oh there's ted ramey so we're up there and there's several stories i could tell you about the cannibal corpse incident with the abysmal uh uh, dawn douchebags um (laughs) but we'll stick with the lamb of god thing um, we wanted to meet them, and Randy, of all people, now to 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 set this time frame up for you guys to be specific about it. It's the first tour back from him. Correct, being imprisoned. And, he, uh, you know, Czech this Republic. is all that shit he went through, and uh, I know what you're thinking, Lamb of God, it's not Death Mode, whatever. Whatever. I, I he wants to take your soul, people. <laughs> it was cool, and he got off the bus. He was really awesome. And we we'd been standing out there, and to also set this up, we were out this we were out there with Sloth John. And this was during the daytime. Um, this was at like we were there early. Yeah, we were, there like we were out there with we were out there with Sloth John, which is real big fat John. <laughs> and we were out there with uh, Rat Tail. Rat Tail. Yeah. And um, B ninety five the rocker. <laughs> right. And we were out there with uh, Freddie Know It All. Yeah. And then Corey and myself. Uh, Freddie goes to New Mexico by himself to see. No, Freddie goes to Norway on a Norway on a, on a, on a Greyhound uh, Cataclysm, right? And Double Driver. <clears throat> so we're out there, and I'll let you start telling this the best, and then I'll go from where he starts interacting with me. Well, basically, you know, all the because this the, was it. We had we're John, meeting Randy. Yeah, we had John Campbell uh, outside the bass player Lamb of God, and Randy was walking around. He was just hanging out. You know, we were. They parked the buses right on the sidewalk there, so you can just kind of go uh, walk right up to the bands. You know, it's it's not like a gated area. It's not private. I mean, the bands usually... I mean, we met a fucking John Schaefer from goddamn Ice Earth over there, which was awesome. He just, you know, being casual, it's not like it's an invasion of privacy. They're all just kind of hanging out over there by the bus, so it's what fans normally do. If you want to meet people, you go wait by the bus. So that's what we were doing is before the show. And all we want to do is talk to him. This is way before we did interviews or anything like that. So 
we were trying to flag down Randy. <coughs> There's all these staff members. Mind you, these were staff from the, from the fucking venue, which do not own the sidewalk. It's not the... It's not, you know... We weren't obstructing anything. We weren't in the way of any equipment because they had already done all that stuff, like the sound check and all that. We were just near the bus, and, and Lamb of God didn't have personal security. Um, so, of course, after the incident with Randy... It's the same thing with, uh, you know, Phil or Vinnie Paul or, or Rex Brown. You know, a lot of the staff from venues knew about the incident, so they are going to be tightwads and, and not... They're going to try and be these guys' little personal assistants, which is total bullshit, because they're, they're not personal bodyguards for anybody. They're hired security from the venue, so um, they can't do anything but protect the venue, you know. And yeah, if I'm if I'm gonna walk up and, and and have Randy fake push me into oncoming traffic and try to sue him and put him in jail, you know, that's not the venue's problem, you know. Um, so we were trying to get close to Randy. We were just like hollering at him. We were like, "Hey, Randy! Hey, Randy!" And the the staff was trying to shut us up. And they were like, "Sorry, man, I can't let you walk over here." You know, they were being tight ones about that. And then this then this guy shows up. This fucking MXPX some 41 looking dude it's like I don't know he's just a shithead so had like spiked blonde hair like he was from 96 and he's just a chipotle asshole I don't know how to describe him but he shows up and starts freaking out on, on the doctor here simply because we were waiting outside for, for Randy and we wouldn't you know, um, doctor, elaborate. I honestly don't even. What's that? Remember everything he started saying to you. Oh, you, is that where we're at? That that manager guy. He wasn't a tour manager. He was a venue uh, manager of that venue, and he was trying to be the. He, ca- he came oh. outside. Now, what what started this? And I want to. I want to. I don't know if you mentioned this or not. I'm sorry. I'm looking up something here, and I'm also texting doing some other shit right now. And I apologize. Um, we had met the singer for Decapitated, which pissed this guy off. That's what it was. We walked right up to their van. We had pissed him off. The staff out there, he's like, man, you remember this this sloth troll walks up to us. Yeah, he kept the sloth man, troll. I can't, I can't, you can't come back here. It's like, we're yeah. back here. It's the middle of the Right, street. and he really got in Corey's ass. And I was yeah. like, man, you just need to calm down. And we got our whatever, and we he left. He started getting mad because I was He got like, really mad. I was like, dude, all we're doing is we're just talking <laughs> He goes, do you band. realize... Do you realize what that singer's been through? I'm like, yes, I do. We've already met him. Yeah, he was trying to be a personal bodyguard. Right, we'd already met him. The band doesn't care about that. Right, we've already met the guy that you're trying to protect. Yeah, I met him. Well, next thing I know, because our whole group was out there, and just to be clear about this, Fat Sloth John, Rat Tail, (laughs) and Freddie Know-It-All are none of my friends. At the time, time, Rat Tail sort of was, but I met all these people through Rat Tail. And we, the next thing I know, this the the stage manager, venue manager, whatever he was, comes outside, takes my photograph, and tells me I'm banned from the show. Mm-hmm. Oh no! And yeah, it really happened. And and I go and I go and I was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, he walked up and he goes, "Like that's I'll take it. a picture." You're he goes, "That's banned. it. You're banned." And I go, "Fuck you! I have a ticket. You can't not let me in." And what I should have done. Because he came up after that and he put his finger in my face, which is assault. 
He had it in my face, and then he started tapping me on the chest, which is a no-no. Especially you do that to somebody that actually played hockey. That's like, yeah, I should have. And and what? Now here's the surprising part of this. A lot of people probably wouldn't believe this. Corey actually got in his ass because I was about to hit him because I was waiting on him because he kept doing the, the 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 thing to me. And and but for whatever reason, I didn't hit him. And, I and you got into it. you got into it with him. I was pissed. You start calling him a fucking asshole and all this stuff. So it's like you can't do this, and we're going to tell the band. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why are you? Sorry? I'm sorry. I was like, why are you being a fucking asshole? We didn't do a damn thing. Yeah, he caught all over because I was to the point I was about to snap. Yeah, because I don't I don't get mad like that. But if I'm mad, I rarely ever uh, will. will Verbally assault somebody. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I seem to bring this stuff on myself. I have no idea why people like to do that kind of it stuff. It seems to me. like a, it seems like a cop out. What we're talking about. We we really weren't doing anything. This venue is being overprotected because they heard some fucking story. It's like, look, nobody got, you know, uh, Willie of Lamb of God didn't get murdered on stage, and we're trying to walk up to him. I, I understand that. This was like some accident that happened in a foreign country where they do that shit on purpose to get money, and. You know, that's that. This has nothing to do with that. This is America, where they're from. We're paying customer. You know, we're we're paying customers coming into the show or fans. We we've come to that venue all the time. You know, we've seen Lamb of God before, and we already talked to the guy from Decapitated, and we didn't fucking have him push us in oncoming traffic then and, and get killed. So I don't know, you know, what their deal was. They just wanted, you know, with a lot of these these venue staff people, they just want. A reason, you know, they want you to give them a reason so they can use excessive force and and be rough on people because their life is, is dog shit. But you know what? That's not our fault. That's not our problem. We're paying customers. We're here to see a show. We drove, you know, hours to get somewhere. And, and if if we have an opportunity, we can meet the band. It's going to be the band or the uh, tour manager that can tell us to fuck off, not the venue staff. Venue should have no control. Over the bands, because you know why? Because the the venue fucking pays the bands to be there, and we pay the venue, you know, compensation for the bands. So, in that regard, you know, we're definitely allowed to do it, the, whatever the fuck we want, as long as we're not uh, assaulting anybody. But they can't keep us away from him. He's not Bruce Dickinson, you know. And of course, bands like that have their own fucking staff, you know, to if, if they don't want. To be touched or bothered, they're going to have a tour manager or, you know, uh, some kind of personal bodyguards to keep you pretty fucking far away from them. But that's a different story. With Lamb of God, they were casually walking around because they don't care that fans approach them. They're very knowledgeable and respectful of the fans. And, you know, you can say that about that whole band. Um, so eventually, after this whole thing... None of the bands were out there at the time. Nobody else was out there. It was me and me and the doctor. And that guy was shoving his fucking little, fucking decrepit hands in his face, and I was telling him you're a fucking asshole. And he was like, "You want me bad too, bro? Your friend's not coming in with you." And I was like, "Well, he got a ticket, so you know, whatever. We'll figure something out." He's like, "Well, this is my venue. You're not getting in. And all this bullshit." And eventually, you know, we uh, we we met Randy. Randy was super cool. We told him what happened. And he said, if, if if they're not letting you in the venue, then you come talk to me. Because we even told him, you know, we're sorry about what happened to you in, che- in the Czech Republic. That's awful. Uh, glad that you're back. We're, we're glad that the new record's coming out. It's good to see you on tour. And uh, 
can't wait for the show. You know, being super respectful. And Randy had a lot of good good insight and stories about what happened, and um, didn't talk too much about that. But we, you know, had a good conversation with him, and it was fun. And that's all you know. That's all we asked for out of the show. So, uh, but Randy stuck up for the doctor too. He said, if, "If if they will not let you into that venue, then you come talk to me." But luckily, we we ended up getting. How'd you end up getting in? Didn't they now, no, here's what's really interesting about that, and I don't know the answer about well, that this guy. Never well, actually well, I can get. Well, no, no, he did. <clears throat> and this is where, and, and anybody that wants to dead end asshole, anybody wants to, you know, have a problem with uh, Lamb of God. This is something really cool about him. Well, about thirty minutes after that happened. I remember going complaining up front to that staff and then I remember a guy, a tech and this has to be the explanation for this because I never knew but this has to be it the, the tech told me that he was going to tell the band well the next thing I know everybody that staff that had been mean to us was sucking my dick yep. no I'm not even joking and then at the end of the night Willie came over to me. Willie's Chris' brother, right? Yes. Willie and Chris asked me if I got into the show. And he said that if I hadn't got in, there was going to be a fucking problem. Right. So I would imagine they did something about it? Yeah, maybe. Oh, the whole thing was a fucking mess. And, and to sum this all up, just don't go to North Carolina. You have to look if that's the closest thing to you, and you have to miss a whole tour over it. It's better that way. It's honestly not even worth it. I don't care who's playing in North Carolina. Just don't even go. If you live in North Carolina, don't go to the show. Just stay at home and whack off to a picture of your your yearbook picture <coughs> of your sister or whatever the fuck you do in, in, in North Carolina. But you know, I just wouldn't even. Wouldn't even fool with it. I would just steer clear and go to the next city over, wherever that is. As far as this film, this is the pivotal point here. This is where it's father versus son. It's still really Mitch, you know, of course, uh, Pelleggi. Underneath the um, the Michael Murphy skin here, but it's a pretty cool scene. It reminds me a lot of uh, Cable Guy, which is funny with that minus the rain. And now he's broadcasting live. Which is pretty cool. This is very funny. Just, I'm nationwide now, asshole. <laughs> Just. Goes and NBCs it to the city. And there goes the dad. I'm actually glad this is on mute because this is just too much. The acting here. Oh, sorry, the non acting. It's just a giant poot. 
part. No, no, this is a. Uh, it's got a good pace. This film it doesn't really slow down. It kind of gets crazier as it goes on, which is nice. Um, you know, it's, it doesn't really light up. I enjoy that. here if there's anything else from this film that I forgot about. We're shooting the scene where Jonathan wades into the lake. That's Peter uh, Berg. Uh, he suffered hypothermia due to the extreme cold. It's probably the best acting he did in this whole film because um, it was real. <coughs> um, when Jonathan and his father enter the tavern after the funeral of their family, news program is playing on the TV in the background discussing the murders. Someone immediately changes the channel and it shows the uh, Nightmare Returns Tour 1986 from Alice Cooper. So nice. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Give a little nod to the to the Alice. Pretty cool. Um, what else? So that's pretty much it with that. Guys, done much else after this film? See what Mitch Pileggi has going on. But she has a birthday coming up. April fifth is uh, Mitch Pileggi's birthday. He'll be sixty-six, I believe. He's oh, gonna, really? He's going to be in that new Transformers movie, uh, The Last Night. Really. That's interesting. There's this Mitch Pileggi. I'm sure he's going to be some kind of a FBI guy or something. Nice. I would imagine he's going to have maybe a. That's right, kids. It's Friday. We're recording this. That'll be 65. <laughs> it's Friday the 13th. I wish it was the 13th, but it's actually just Friday. He was Walter Skinner. Corey got paid today, too. Even in the new X Files, he was still. That's a fun thing we can do. We're going to see what else the, the 
cast of this does now, if they're doing anything. So we got Mitch Pelleggi, of course, the only one that had a career starting this movie to begin with, um, will be in the new Transformers coming out. That movie looks awful. It does look awful, but I'm going to go watch it. It's All those movies are awful. Um, but yeah, I'll go see it anyway. Cause it's whatever. Um, Don't tell Corey to stay. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, it's Friday, so that's why I played the Friday 13th. I've never played that on the podcast ever. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he just wants to. He just never plays it. <laughs> it's like every episode now. But, uh. <laughs> Alright! Alright! It's fucking lost. It's awful. It's so good. That would have been weird if Crispin Glover played this role. Why are you dead? <laughs> this is the lake part where I guess you got hypothermia. Um, why was that so easy the first time to get? And now it sucks. Now, let's see. When the last night comes out, you can catch Mitch Pileggi. June 23rd. <coughs> Try will be in New York for that. I forgot he was in Basic Instinct, Mitch Pileggi. That's funny. Heather Loggenkamp, she's, uh, she just does horror conventions and bales. That's what she does now, I guess. I don't think she has any new movies coming out. Uh, Got one called The Sub that was made in a short that was made in twenty sixteen. She's in that That sounds like my last visit to the toilet. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna be in that new Hellraiser judgment piece of shit that's gonna come out. She was also in uh the doctor's favorite movie, Star Trek Into Darkness. She was in that. Yeah, so I love that film. I didn't know that. I absolutely love it. I I love the He has the soundtrack to it. He's also got a t shirt from uh Trek Rags. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Peter Berg's not doing <laughs> since this film. We got. Uh, he was in those Purge movies. I didn't know that. Who was? Or he was. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's not. He directed that Battleship. Oh, that's foot long. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> no. You've never seen that? Never watched That it. is one of the... I'll tell you what it is. It's Transformers in the Ocean. I didn't know he directed all this stuff. It's crazy. Ooh, Peter Berg. Yeah. He's done a bunch of stuff. He did Very Bad Things, which is a great movie. It's, that movie's fucking... <coughs> that movie's like a train wreck, though. It's a nightmare. He did The Rundown, that rock movie. He did that Friday Night Lights movie. He, was, he must have been like, well, I have experience because I was a football player on the, on the Shocker movie. He did The Kingdom. Uh, he did Hancock, that fucking Will Smith superhero movie. Which that's, that's insane. Um, he did that Battleship Footlong. <coughs> did you know, hear me tell you that he does? he's a director? I yeah, I didn't know he directed all that stuff. Though. Yes. Uh, Lone Survivor, that fucking whatever. Deepwater Horizon, that new... You really liked that movie. Lone Survivor. You, you said that you felt like it was like when you were in Iraq and when you were... Anyway. He also did that Patriots Day movie. It's the Boston Marathon bombing movie. I will have no interest Burr. in seeing that. If it happened in real life, I don't want to see it like that. Um, try to see with acting. Uh, did you get a You know, I actually, I actually have a picture Last speaking of that. Accident, he did. He was in Patriots Day. He does like little cameos and everything he's done. The Boston Marathon thing. I actually have a shot of Corey in his Bruins jersey. Crying with his Red Sox hat on. And he's got his picture with Mark Wahlberg. So Deepwater Wahlberg. Horizon, he's that's, going like that's this. the 
Is that Mark Wahlberg or is that Chris Pine? Mark Wahlberg. It's Mark Wahlberg. That's the uh, and Kurt Russell's in it too. It's the uh, it's the worst oil spill in U.S. history. It's the BP thing. I wouldn't have watched that. They so, made that seem like that was this big release last so year. So now Peter Berg's just doing. He's he's just trying to get an Oscar. He's trying really hard to get an Oscar with all these, exactly with all these real life tragedy films that I don't need to watch. It's like I, I was alive in 2010. I know what happened. It's like, why do you need to make a 9-11 movie? That makes no sense. Well, that's like, here's you another movie. Nicholas I didn't understand. They keep putting these out, and they put them out like they're going to be a hot, like a like a summer blockbuster, like I'm going to run and eat a big bag of popcorn and wash it down with a big fattening soda. It's like, Antonio Banderas is in Latinos at a hole. <laughs> that thing about those miners or whatever. I don't know. It's I wouldn't watch that. Who wants... I don't. When I go to the movies, I want to relax. And you know, say what you will. I'm going to talk about this in the last like a, podcast. I don't need a Wikipedia history. Lesson. That 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 Third Ring movie or whatever. At least it was just dumb and entertaining. It was a at, movie. At least it wasn't like trying to make a political statement. Because <laughs> I don't watch stuff like that. If you're trying to win an Oscar or an Academy Award, I'm not watching it. I mean, you could tell he got hypothermia in this. There's no makeup. He just looks like he's about to die. <laughs> Peter Iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> Peter the Iceberg. He's like, I can't wait till I direct these. <coughs> I can't wait till I thaw out real life these. tragedy movies that nobody wants to watch, except for old people. And Will that Hancock movie? I would literally rather you hit me with your car. <laughs> I Not hate Will Smith. Car. I don't like Will Smith in anything. You didn't like Deadshot? Reason? I thought yeah. that was awesome. No, I, that's not what I'm talking. But I, and I even made you a, a point to say that he was really good in that. But I mean. Yeah. There's been black things I can't deal with, bad boys movies I can't deal with, any of that stuff. I just can't. I like bad boys when I was a kid. (coughs) Now that I watch, you know, more. uh, I don't know. He did when he was a kid. He had a shirt that had Will Smith on the front and Martin Lawrence in the back said, What you gonna do? And it's signed by uh, Michael Bay. Yeah. And then he blew it up in my face. Yeah. And he (laughs) made Ninja Turtles. Which I actually want to see the new Ninja Turtles now. I don't know why. I just want to watch it. It's awful. Oh, I know. I, I, it is one of the worst films. So I want to see it. I, I mean, just, it's when, at this point, when I, I doing this stuff kind of opened me up for stuff because you know horror movies are no. Really was, can we talk about that a second? When I went awful. and saw that last summer, Tim's like, "Let's go see this." A fifty-something-year-old man and I go see a children's film. We look like pedophiles watching that. <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that's cool, man." They're all gay. They're a gay couple. They're really it's like here. Here, unzip my pants and find Shredder. <laughs> It's ass shredder, <laughs> but at this point, I just I don't, I'm I'm game to watch whatever as long as it's. Something I have to tell stupid. you something horrific that I've signed up for this evening with Tara. I'm going to have to go You're see that. Power power I movie. don't want to. I like it. He's he, paying for it. Horace so. becomes the fucking armchair. <laughs> it's so stupid. You know the digital effects in this were way ahead of their time. They were, yeah. They're really good. They're good. Yeah, the effects are really nice in this. You know, to go back to the Asheville thing just briefly, I remember Rat Tail 2 being like, well, what'd you think? It's yeah, like, what'd well, what, what, well, what did you think about me getting treated like... He wasn't even there. He, like, took a beeline out of there. That's what he did. Didn't all of them? Yeah, they, were, they weren't even there when that happened. Or they did, they're like, I'll see you later. I'm going to go inside and watch... Angelic butt semen. They he was remember he was trying. Well, to, what'd you think? He, he was he was trying to blow us off like for some like local band. Do you remember that? 
He must have knew them or something. He did. He was that, like, I'm going to see Angelic Collision. He, he did like, that. What? He did that at uh, Iced Earth too. Do you not remember that? He was like, oh, it's the same. We met band. the entire he was like, band. I'm going to go see Angelic Collision. It's a local band. Justin Colton really like them. She told me to go see them. They're going to get me epic rail. <laughs> and Horace Pinker's back. And then and then he comes out wearing an angelic explosion T shirt and he's like, "What'd you think? <laughs> What'd you think?" I want to actually tell this uh, one other story. I don't remember what show it was. It, it was either that one or Cannibal Corpse or something. I don't remember. I think it was Cannibal <laughs> What'd Corpse. What'd you think? Where we ended up walking thirty miles to a McDonald's or something. God damn, that was Cannibal. Do you remember that? Yeah. It's because my fucking brother was like, I don't really have the money to eat here. It's like, which well, was bullshit. Why would you go to a fucking show and you don't have money to eat? But no, you don't remember what he ended like up lying and, and doing. He ate at some like twenty dollar Mexican twenty dollar burrito. Or something. Yeah, he was like, I got, I just got the buffet. It's like well, they don't have a buffet here. <coughs> well, I got a buffet. Okay, the guy did the visual effects. This was his first film. Um, he did the effects for it. So What'd you think, Alan Barnett? <laughs> He went on to do uh, digital effects for Batman Forever, which I love. Uh, Species, which is a good uh, wacky, wacky pulley. And then uh, Waterworld, which is awesome. I love that, that movie. That Kazam movie with Shaq. Uh, Volcano. I haven't seen that in years. Volcano, uh, which is a great... That is a good disaster movie. It's Tommy Lee Jones, Van Hage, Don Cheadle. Uh, he did the digital effects for Spawn. That movie's awesome. Uh, Effects-wise, it's awesome. Um, Can I start calling you Corey Lee Jones? <laughs> That's Tuna B. Jones. Is a Tudor here. And then just special effects. You know, I just got, thought, I want to talk about this a second. Larry Fiorito was a special effects art department and also visual effects. And he did, uh, I don't know, just... Did some little films. Well, I actually he think was on, he was on uh, Night Rider. He did the effects for that. Then he went on. You to mean Not Rider or My Not Rider? You're Night Rider. Oh. Eighty four to eighty six. Uh, he did <coughs> the Return of Michael Myers. He was an effects coordinator on that. Then he did this film. Uh, did a little film <coughs> called <coughs> called Reservoir Dogs. And then went on to do uh, Maniac Cop Three: Badge of Silence, which is awesome. Uh, it's a terrible it's awesome. I love those movies. No, they're fun. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was a special effects coordinator on Pulp Fiction. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, the Prophecy. Christopher Walken. Yep. Ninety-five. Yep. I love that movie. It is good. You know, one of those, I believe it's either part two or part three, has Danzig in it as an angel. Yeah, I can't remember which one that is. It's one of those. I saw his record got announced. He did. He did Jack Jack Frost. The uh, the horror movie with. Uh, Snow Day? Yeah, I've seen yeah, it. <laughs> with uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, Children of the Corn, Isaac's Return. Which I can't remember which movie of that is actually good. Uh, Big Mama's House. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> the Forsaken, which I think you asked me on the Millie episode. Um, vampire movies I like. The Forsaken's actually really good. I like that. One. Really? Um, Frailty, Tremors 3. Dark Blue. Tremors 3 is a terrible movie. That is awful. Uh, Carnival, that TV show, he did one episode. That's not notable. Uh, Thank You for Smoking, which I love. That's Aaron Eckhart. It's a really funny movie. If you haven't seen it. Um, which one? 
Thank uh, you for not thank smoking. You, thank you for smoking. Thank you for smoking. Yes. I think Incarnate's a good movie there in Incarnate. Yeah, I want to see that. <coughs> I said it was good. Check it out. What'd you think? What'd you think? I actually think wheelchair fucker would actually hit him if he had to deal with him oh, a God. lot. I can't even imagine. Do you know what I mean? And Jens doesn't really snap, but I think he would actually make him snap. Because we would literally walk out of a show and he'd be like, what'd you think? He'd be like, I think you're a fucking idiot. Because <coughs> he... I bet he's still duck-footing duck in those trip pants, <laughs> duck too. Duck-footing. <laughs> you guys would just have to imagine that he's in... He's like 6'5". He's in, yeah, and he's, he's got the, the mall hot garbage. He's uh, hairier than my dog here. He's got the hot garbage... Uh, <laughs> 2003 trip pants. I thought you were going to say hot garbage teeth. <laughs> no, I know. I, 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 no. no, listen, that's he's, what I call hot sorry, garbage. He's got, he's got <laughs> truck stop teeth. He's got the, <laughs> he's, he's, got the, no, listen. he's got the Charlotte towing service teeth. No, listen, listen. No, listen. No, it's the rubber <laughs> service. <laughs> no, listen. I got Tony's rubber <laughs> service. No, listen. That's good, but... I call Hot Topic hot garbage. Yeah, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it pisses off like anyone that will be in there. It's just like, uh, do you want to go in hot garbage? <laughs> I can't deal with it. I feel like I need a fucking walker when I go Maybe in there. Maybe pick it's out an like, time notebook while you're there. No, no, literally. If, if, if I go in there with a woman, if I go in, I literally feel like I'm just like, Grandpa's going to wait out here on you. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> That's what it feels like. I'm like if push. I went in there, if I went in there with you or Miss Squirrel, like I literally be like, y'all pick you up some whippersnappers in there. I, I just can't deal with it. It freaks me out when I go, and you can't walk. It's like walking in somebody's closet slash toilet. It's like it's just <laughs> like and nobody says excuse me. It's just like armpits bo, armpits bo, <laughs> and you can't move. And there's some girl walks up. It's like I really wanted attention to get this job. <laughs> My my boyfriend lifts up my gut and plugs me in. <laughs> it's just like it's like <laughs> I just can't deal with it. And that one girl that worked in there that that would you think knew? Oh, yeah. She was just dumber. And, I mean, you literally could just shake her head and it's like hear rocks going. Because <laughs> every time I go in there, and she'd be like, "I saw you down that shade," and I'm like, "Which one?" Because I go to bed. <laughs> It was just like I mean she I know she wasn't didn't and then Anthony's like Would you think I fucked her the other night and I'm just like I don't believe yeah, that yeah, because I, bar. You don't remember No, not that one. The one that worked at Hot Garbage he said he used to pork too. Mm-hmm. No, if we asked him we'd be like That's weird. He used to just like drink with that with that little UFC kid down at the goth knot and he was weird. <laughs> yeah, you know they would. If you really Because that girl's come up to me many times. She's super nice. But she's I actually think she's gay and that's she's which a is lesbian, fine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I never understood he's like, Yeah, I'm fucking both of them. It's just like Yeah, I even told him I was like, Well, she's a lesbian. He was like, Well, before that I was like, Oh, well she just like automatically was a lesbian. Oh, I get it. She slept with you and then went gay. That makes sense. Yeah, actually. That actually so, does make sense. I know and then I'm like, What'd you think? She saw my hairy honker wood and she think. <laughs> she saw that mushroom and in, in forest and was like, what'd you think? <laughs> Do you like my Rammstein uh, tramp stamp? God. You saw my hillbilly bag. And I never I never understood that. Y'all, you have to also realize this, uh, what'd you think, when we met him, 
Like every time I'd say, hey, just wanted to tell you, just shooting you an email, letting you know, me and Carrie Broger's going down there to going to see Rammstein in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for four nights. <laughs> What'd you think? And I'm just like, I don't want to see that band ever again. He was like, I thought you, he would always say that too. Like, I thought you locked them. I thought you were into them. And you were like, when have I ever been into that band or told you? It's like, all every time I play it in the car, you seem to like it. And it's like, like, no, like, no I'm, I just want to tolerate I want to jump out of this fucking I'm tolerating car Barbie for the minute. <laughs> but I, I want to jump out of this fucking car off the mountain, but you know. But he would do he would do that and he would do it all the time. He's just oh. like just letting you know, me and UFC classic and, and Freddie Mexico are going to see <laughs> non point. You in? I'm like, no. It's like no, I'm not into going to see that. I, I wouldn't go see that if you fucking paid me. Now, hey man, just letting you know, Corn and In Flames are doing a tour, dude. <laughs> Going up there to the Orange Stool. What'd you think? And I'm he, like, wouldn't he call you after the show was over that you didn't care about? He's like, man, you should have been here. He was running around with a firecracker up his anus. Yeah, that was his whole thing. Was he was just like, when I go to a show, I want to see a show. I don't want to see bands standing there. I want to see people running around. But now, with but six when microphones. I when I look back on it now, I think all he wanted to meet was. Was young boys to, and then they could just rub each other during the show because <laughs> it just Clash it swords. just doesn't. It's the truth because I never understood that whole thing because I didn't tell you this at Creator. Uh, this whole rest of this movie is just bad shit. That's why we're just talking. It's just like I can't even explain what's going on in that. Yeah, you now. can't. It's craziness. You yeah. went inside the TV and they had like a, a, a mommy's haircut, uh, denim corduroy, and uh, Cole's hot. Hot Subway. Yeah, they were there. And what was so funny about it was... the Epic Rail crew. (coughs) What was so funny about them was they they didn't watch Creator. Of course they didn't. They probably didn't watch Obituary. They were there for... Midnight. We wanted to see Midnight. We wanted to see Daytime. And that's fine. Whatever, (laughs) Whatever you want to watch, I don't care, but... I thought it was so funny that I would always see them at those shows. And we'd walk out, and he'd, you know, been grabbing their little young buttholes all day and, and frisk frisk in their subway rumps and balls and then and then he walks out he's like what'd you think and I'm like I didn't even want to I don't want to even talk about this this was a nightmare well, that devil's blood was really good yeah, when we went and saw Behemoth he went and ditched us while he went he was like I'm gonna get in front row and then I want to stand on the front and see devil's blood and I went and uh, you know we, we met the band and all that and he didn't know who any of the band members were. And uh, <coughs> I had gotten up to the front, like right behind him near the end, you know, like right right before Behemoth started. He was like, well, it's good to see you managed to make it up here. I was like, dude, it's a fucking show. I just walked. It's not like I took a fucking bus to get here, you know. You just walk straight and you'll get Where to the front. Where have you been all night? You're supposed to be up here up front and frisking, frisking, finding Colton's little, finding his love ring that smells like Subway. <laughs> Well, uh, well, now that that the film's over, <laughs> what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It, Mitch Pileggi is this film, and it, it, it's the driving force. If you even remotely like him, it's and great, this this it's movie got, I want to say this real quick too. This movie got ripped off by a movie called The Horror Show. What's that? I'm glad you asked. The horror show is considered one of the house films in Europe. It's considered a house sequel. I believe it's House 3. 
Weird. But in America, it was a, it's a Lance Henriksen movie, and it's a complete ripoff of this movie. Show. Really? Yes. I own it. I enjoy it. But it's so is Lance Henriksen the main character, or is he no, the killer? The main character is a guy named Max Jenkins, and it's played by uh, the dude. He's a character actor. He was in uh, Blade Runner and huh. uh, Tango and Cash, and uh, okay. I can't think of his name. He's been in a bunch of shit. He was in Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's passed away. Byron James. Okay. Brian James. That's his name. Brian. It's spelled, but it's spelled. It's like B R I O N. He's the lead in it, but it's a total rip off of this. He gets electrocuted, then he comes back and haunts Lance Henriksen. Hmm. <coughs> Good movie. And what's weird about the horror show, though, is in Europe it's called House Three. It's weird, even though it has nothing to do with those house movies. <laughs> So, but Arrow in their European box set is putting that. <laughs> like a production uh, van driver. It's not Gene Hackman. It's Tony Gene Sackman. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Uh, anyway, it's a good. You know, nothing else to say about Screen Factory. You know the drill. It looks great. Um, you know the print's always awesome. The soundtrack is is the whole bells and whistles for this film. Uh, they actually have a really cool segment on this Blu-ray about the soundtrack and the making of it, which is really yeah. cool if you guys have this film at home, or you should definitely check it out. Um, and when you get done, we're going to ask you what you think. Yeah. And there's an apprentice editor, was Jonathan Craven, who was the jogger in the film. Uh, he's also one of the visual Is he related to Wes? Yeah, that's his son. Oh, okay. Um, I think his daughter was also in this film. Interesting. Uh, Jessica Craven. Um... So yeah, Corey Craven. In yeah, this Corey movie. Craven. It, it was a good, you know, it's a good film. It's funny. Um, it's bad shit. That should be our food line. Corey's Cravens. Corey's Cravens. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> and um, the, oh, on the back of it says it says it's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> What'd you think? Um, you want to see Peter Berg act? If you're more familiar with him as a director, you should just leave it to be. You know, leave it, <laughs> leave it to Beaver. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, he's not a good actor, but. You know he's a he's a good director from the looks of it. He tries to do all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, the soundtrack is really awesome. Uh, got some nice little cameos in here. Ted Raimi <coughs> is in this film for a little while, and uh, Kane Roberts makes a good appearance. And uh, Wes Craven's a, a neighbor in the film, which is cool. So yeah, this it, it's a good movie. It really is. Uh, it's, it's hard to keep up. This with. is again. This is a live films. This is the the same line as as when we watch Prince of Darkness. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, same run, yeah. yeah of, uh, it's style. universal. It's but mixed with Alice Cooper's. And this was uh, on VHS, the last MCA uh, video cassette, and then they turned it into Universal MCA, which is cool. So this was oh, the yeah, last. That, that was cool. confusing. That yeah. stuff back there. Uh, but the end of this movie was really hard to keep up with, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> it's just so it's much just insane. It's just him running around doing crazy shit. They're like, in different parts of you know they're in the TV and they're out of the TV and he's still alive and he's in an armchair and then he's like going in fast forward and in reverse and then he dies. I don't know. It's crazy. It's it's a good movie though. I think it's worth watching. It's fun. Uh, it doesn't get old. Uh, I, you know, I watched this fairly recently. Mitch Pelleggi's the shit. Yeah, I actually really enjoy this film and, and Mitch Pelleggi is the sole reason this film is really fun and. Uh, yeah, the visual effects, like the doctor said, are way ahead of its time, and um, yeah, so it's good stuff. <coughs> and uh, you stick around because we have Terry Butler and Kenny Andrews of Obituary talk to them on site on the Decibel tour. Uh, we also have Millie from Creator 
on the episode to follow, um, and that's from the next night of the tour. So we got a pretty good tour uh, package for you guys here to, to, you know, guys are considering going on a trip or whatever you got to do to get to these shows. Go out and see these guys support Death Metal and uh, Teutonic Thrash and uh, pick up the new obituary. It's out on Relapse right now. It came out um, March 17th on Relapse Records. It's a self-titled record, so you can pick that up now. They have a new video for 10,000 Ways to Die. It's a single off the album. It's animated. It's very funny. It's gory. It's oh, it's, just, it's a lot of fun. That video is pretty cool. Um, I think they did one of their other videos, and I think they also did, the guy that did that did a uh, video for Municipal Waste, if I'm not mistaken. It's animated stuff. looks like something oh. off Adult Swim or something. So definitely uh, pick that shit up and, and go support them on tour. And in advance, we'd like to thank uh, Kenny and... Terry for doing that. It was a <coughs> very horrible night where nothing went went right, and they uh, Kenny was nice enough to um, you know grab Terry for us and, and did an impromptu interview. Um, even though I will advise you, we'll give you a little disclaimer before the video. There was a one of the horrible staff people. Um, she chimes into the whole fucking interview. She's just like in the interview talking, even though she, you know. I don't know, it was just a nightmare. She's a, she's her stupid voice is in there the whole time, and she's annoying. She reminds me of the cop from Pineapple Express, the stupid bitch. Um, <laughs> just annoying. I don't know. It's, it's, you know what I keep wanting to that, do right even, now. Even that, even that with the interview. The interview was great. I thank uh, Terry and Kay <coughs> for giving us <coughs> for giving us the time uh, when that whole thing was going to shit. You know, that was something we got out of it, and we had a good time with it but that that woman even like of course we get an interview and then it's like getting fucked up as yeah she was letting she was bringing in fan merch to get signed while we were trying to do the damn interview and it was pissing terry off and and you know the she was pissing him off too i think we were just trying to have a discussion she was like yeah that's the one with the tom acting huh right yeah yeah i took my daughter there's always somebody if we go to these venues where somebody has to be like, yeah, I took my daughter to see that. She really <coughs> she really likes those movies. Oh, that's great for your daughter. <coughs> Does she like the podcast? No, she doesn't. So. Oh, that jack-off from Lockup that was, that's just, that's that was all running that his fucking old yap. Well, she did the same thing. She was like, my daughter really likes those films. It's like, oh, I don't care. She's not. She has nothing to do with this podcast, and neither do you. So why are you here? Oh, real quick, and I'm, I meant to put this on the, the creator one. I wanted to tell Justin and Colton, stay fucking hungry. Keep eating Subway. <laughs> keep shitting out the keep duking yeah, that Subway. Stay fucking hungry. <laughs> I'm sick because it's like those fucking losers. That, what was so fun, They were in Charlotte, too. Really? Yes. I didn't see them. They were there. Oh, but I mean, anything that could have went. But I'm telling you that I don't... It is so annoying that interview. Like I don't even want to listen to it. Like it's it's so bad because Terry and them are trying to give us an and and what was what's bothering me that just shows you that how the woman night went that, that woman night. would not shut up. The Exorcist is actually based on a real story. No, it's not. It's a book by the late and great uh, William Blatty. That's it. And it, it wasn't. It was nothing based on anything real. You're thinking of Amityville, you dumb bitch. Yeah. You're a fucking moron. Oh, yeah. Amityville 2 is really good. I, My what, daughter really What I like to do... Let's talk about her just real quick. She talks like this. She also, she works to... She gets to see these rock and roll stuff. It's so exciting. <laughs> then I go home and frig my clitter. <laughs> I, I just throw my... I throw my sweatpants on and <laughs> frig my critter. <laughs> frig my... 
Carolina critter <laughs> because I threw my two cents in all night. You frigged the critter. She did. She, she frigged her little. Her, she pulled. <laughs> she pulled those sweatpants down and 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 parted the the Jurassic Park and and, and started frigging her little critter fritter. <laughs> I wanted to be like, will you shut up, you fucking idiot soccer mom? I don't need your fucking. I mean, it was every it was every few seconds too. Like it was really making me mad. She'd be like, Terry, uh, this first night of the tour, uh, <coughs> how the show going? She'd be like, Oh, it went great. Oh, I if think. that had been Millie, that would have got bad because I would have been like, Will you shut the fuck up, please? But anyway, uh, the interview was great, other than the fact that, of course, <coughs> there was still something going on for this night to just not be, <coughs> wasn't meant to happen. <coughs> but again, I'd like to thank, uh, as, I die. As, as the doctor is going to drop dead here uh, on the podcast when this video's over, I um, want to thank them profusely for, for at least helping us out and getting something out of it. It was really nice of them to give us the time, and uh, even if that bitch did kind of ruin it we'll let you guys be the judge of that you can post in the comments below uh how you feel about the <clears throat> i didn't know that it was a recording of the benson interruption during our podcast it's real nice um but yeah support these guys on tour and go catch them and as always uh from us a phantasm stay fucking gory <laughs> Corey Gorkrass here with Dr. Vincent West. We are here. We have the honor of speaking with Terry and Kenny of fucking obituary. How you guys doing? Hey, Good. Hey. How you doing? Awesome. Uh, first night of the tour. The album dropped today. Yes. Yes. Finally. We'll talk a little bit about that. Happy St. Patrick's Day to listen yeah, as well. Yeah. We'll talk a little yeah. bit about uh, the, the process of the record. and. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, um, it was... We kind of had our backs against the wall for the record because... Oh, wow. You know... Um, being a touring band, you gotta have to pick your spots and do it. So sure. we had a little bit of time. So you know, the songs were written and recorded, but some of it had to be recorded on the road. Kim right. recorded some on the road. Yeah, I recorded yeah. most of it on the road. Actually, yeah, all of it. Yeah, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of we, we had to squeeze it in, but you know, we had some killer songs, obviously. Awesome. You know, yeah. and I um, think that made them even better. Yeah, right? yeah. being and, uh, pressed for time. Any experience from the road sure. that kind of influenced yeah. you? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, I did most of my parts in hotel rooms. Wow. <laughs> so we got a killer mix from Joe Cicada. Yeah, yeah, Joe Cicada did a great job. So, yeah, you know, it was just uh, Fast and Furious, writing, recording, we had a backstage walk, because we had to start a tour, the Battle of the Bass tour had, right. was starting in November, and, you know. Who was on that October. tour? That was uh, uh, us, Exodus, King Parrot, and Prong. Oh, wow, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a killer tour. The King Parrot actually impressed me. I saw that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're great. They're good, good friends of ours. Yeah. Australians, yeah. man. Yeah. The fucking German is yeah. 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 So, awesome. a, lot of, a lot of sweat and effort into the album, but I think it's paying off. We've seen you be getting some good reviews. And had some early reception. Positive, positive reception. Yeah. Awesome. So, we had a chance to check it out. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, cool, cool. Uh, the the, <laughs> the 10,000 Ways to Die episode. Oh, and that video, yeah. That came out today, too. Yeah. So, and it was yeah. the first time I 
seen it. So it's so kind of part two to, to the violence. The violence yeah, okay. Yeah. Looks like the guy that did the, one of the uh, Iron Reagan videos, I think. He did uh, I'm not sure. Municipal Waste, one of those bands. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's like, yeah, it's Municipal like a, Waste has a head or something. Yeah. pretty awesome. And then, um, you know, how's the first night of the tour? Did you guys? It was great. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. Very, it's a good first night. Good first night, yeah. It's a good tour package. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, we're excited for the tour. Should be really good. Did you um, did you all use the was the same producer from the last record? No, the last record we kind of produced ourselves. Okay. Um, but Joe, he's worked with the Victoria in the past as a sound man. Uh, he's he produced that Ten Thousand Ways to Die live album we did like okay. in October. Yeah, about that. Yeah, so all the live songs he yeah. did there. Okay. And you know he's 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 produced some occasion albums. Um, yeah. Run sound for body count, but you know, so he's that's awesome. Yeah, that's very knowledgeable and what you know, and that's made sense to bring him into the mix, then. right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, and then you guys are off to Atlanta tomorrow, yeah, yeah Atlanta, then Tampa, the new masquerade, awesome. Yeah, then we head out west. The new masquerade, it's weird, man. Have y'all been there? No, yeah. no, we haven't. It's really weird. It's, I mean, is it? It's, yeah, it's not it's, cool? It's, it's, no, it's cool. It's just, it's really strange. I'm so used to going. Is it yeah, far from the other one? Yeah. It is? I think it is, yeah. It's, if you've ever been in that underground mall thing, that's where it's at now. No. It was built during the Olympics or whatever. It was, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But like, and it basically was like, look like it's condemned, and then they put it down there, and heaven's across the way, and then hell's yeah. over there, and then purgatory. Uh, right, so it's, yeah. But it's a big venue. I, we've, I've actually been several times this yeah. year. I can't believe I've already been there right. much because I was just yeah. going to the other one, but definitely not as cool as the other one. Right, right. Everybody said the other one was haunted, so. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That made it cooler. But, but yeah, definitely. So what about the, um, why, did, why did you just go with the, the artwork on the new record? This is the symbol, do you think? I, I think, you know, there's no way we can top Ink and Blood as far as art. As far as <laughs> yeah, art was, so we, awesome. it's our 10th album, so we just had the, the concept, let's, let's go the other way with it. Let's scale it down, make it simple. Have a killer logo. It's our black album, so to speak. Right. Um, strip it down and let the music itself kind of pretty much push the album and all that. Sure. Right. Right. So yeah, it's an iconic logo. Everyone knows it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that, the that's with the wings. Yeah. I think that's yeah. kind of why we did it. You know? <laughs> we went extreme one way. Let's go extreme the other way. Hey, right. Chin. Yes. You see your friend? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go out there in a minute. All right. <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah. Thanks, Trevor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get on here, man. Is it live? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Hey, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> that could be interpreted. No way. Sniff that. You can sniff, sniff it, too. It, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. That was Trevor. That's fine. <laughs> um, so you guys do the Decibel Tour, and then after that, do you have we anything have you can talk week, about? Or? Yeah, we have two weeks off, and then we come back up the East Coast here. It's called the Redneck Run, because... We're playing like smaller markets. Uh, you, guys have, you guys had you guys had some nice. Yeah, your label mates, yeah. It's um, it's like ten shows. Cool. Uh, the tour dates are on our website, so nice. We had Matt on uh, earlier in the year. Then so, uh, you know, the whole festival cycle kicks up in Europe. You know, back and forth there a few awesome. times and this and that. So yeah. that's got to be fun. I would always want to. I've never got to go, but you see, would be tempted. You guys, uh, oh man, you know who's playing over here? That yeah, you get to get to see any of the bands. Do you get to do that? Yeah. 
we get to see some of the bands, you know. God, that's kind sometimes of you don't get there until a lot of the bands are done with. And, sure, you know right. what I mean, but whatever. <laughs> There's got such a mixture of stuff. Like yep. well, that's yeah, that's cool about something for everybody. Oh man, that's what's yeah, cool like about Europe. Lizzie you know? and, yeah, oh, all right. Oh yeah, we did <laughs> we did Slayer, then Lizzie, White Snake, yeah. us. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Why not? a mix yeah, of awesome. Yeah. With the festivals you guys are doing, are there any that in Europe that you you like? You're excited about doing this or something oh, well, that are just, um, you know, where you're just like, God damn. Hellfest. Hell. Yeah, Hellfest. Oh, that's, that's part of my favorite festival. France is at the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're doing and Bloodstock is cool too. Summer Breeze is awesome. We're doing that. Oh, fuck yeah. Alcatraz, Motoculture. And which one's that? The Alcatraz. I don't know if I'm here. It's in Belgium. Oh, wow. Oh, it's yeah. got a really cool line. They're pretty diverse too. They'll have like some classic bands like UFO. That's awesome. Right. awesome. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. So, well, that's yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to think, and then after that, any? Well, you know, we're we're trying to work out some tours. There's we got some irons in the fire for Europe and going south uh, South America, Australia, yeah, Japan, Japan, that kind of thing, yeah. and then trying to work something out for the states. So you know, you kind of have to. There's so many bands touring. You know, you can't just say, "Well, we're going to go out this time of the year." You have to, right. You have to figure it out because there's a lot of bands touring you don't want to you know kids only have so much money oh so, sure yeah you know. it seemed like there wasn't a lot of touring last year it seemed like we yeah that's it felt like us too yeah. you did yeah, yeah it's really strange but it's I always wanted drown. to see you guys Morbid Angel Deicide yeah of, we know we tried for years you know those guys John and Trevor and them are trying to do like a Florida death metal tour right but you know like Cannibal Corpse's management, they're just they're so corporate, you know. Really, yeah. I mean, we finally made that times, we finally so. made that happen. Yeah. Us at Cannibal, but really, we tried forever to do yeah, a, we saw that. Yeah, to, yeah. to do a DSI Cannibal obituary. Oh yeah, so you can't talk it over. It's you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just you know, well, you it's, it's just so much. <laughs> it was cool seeing you guys with Cannibal. I think. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Yeah, yeah Cryptopsy. That was yeah. Those are cool dudes. Oh yeah, that's good. Old school too. I like the yeah. I toured with them back in '97, way back. Oh yeah, yeah man. Another thing we do on the the thing, we're also a horror movie reviews. We do that. We put you guys in with. Something right. special, you know, we pick for you guys. We love to bring with the death metal. Uh, okay, well, good. Well, we got we got some more guys here. So first, first horror movie you ever saw, Terry? Well, or your favorite maybe memory? I mean, the first one that really scared the shit out of me was The Exorcist. Same here. I think I was ten years old. <laughs> oh God! I mean, I had seen some scary movies before that, but that one. I really, I, you know, oh, yeah. probably shouldn't have watched it at 10 years old. It scared it's the still shit scares me. I, I guess it's still scary. It like freaks me. Yeah, yeah. So that it's is still a, scary. That is a true horror movie to me. Oh, yeah. The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Oh, that's an awesome read. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the first one I remember that really pretty much stuck in my mind, you know. I've always wanted to stand on the stairs. I know. We interviewed somebody that did that. Yeah, we were interviewing... Which I just thought this was fun. We had uh, Marco from Our Repentance on. He got to do this. And yeah, when he was over here, I forget who they were touring with. He got to go stand on those stairs. Yeah, like no, fucking hilarious. When I was a kid, Washington State or something. We had an amazing TV show on Saturday mornings called Creature Feature. The awesome. guy that hosted it was Dr. Paul Bearer. He was amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. Oh yeah. And um, so I watched a ton of horror movies as a kid on Saturday mornings. There, you know, right. bought a hammer. I'm a horror, huge Hammer horror fan. A lot of Hammer movies. Lot Devil of, Rides Out, that's my yeah, favorite Hammer A lot of the film. Italian horror one. movies were there. Oh, he's, that's the, the Italian yeah, thing. Yeah, watched a lot of those and stuff. So. Yeah, that's good stuff. stuff you know? Yeah. And we definitely like that stuff. It's, yeah. uh, I was seeing at uh, Texas Frightmare that 
horror conventions. Got Dario Argento there this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. It's like that's one I'm not going to get. And Rigor Mortis is planned too, which would be oh, fucking yeah. awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. kind of cool. But yeah. But yeah so, uh, what about you? Your first horror movie? Ah, yeah. uh, my first horror movie. You didn't scare you. You were like, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could it could have been The Exorcist. I can't really remember. But there was one that was that was smaller. It was uh, it's a film called Audrey Rose, and it was about yeah. a chick to get reincarnated, but she got burned up as a kid in a car. <laughs> I'm and damn. my uncle took me to see that one, and I just, I fucking freaked out. Has anybody ever seen the Serbian movie? A Serbian no. film? Uh, no, I want to see that. Oh. It's brutal, I heard. <laughs> it's actually unsettling. It's like, yeah, is it? it's very You can't disturbing. watch that film. Oh, wow. One well, of those. I was a kid, um, oof. there was a local theater in Plant City, and there was a stand-up for children shouldn't play with dead things. Right. Oh, wow, that's awesome. 73. I remember that being a little kid. That guy in that movie was creepy. Orangeby. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Vincent cool. Price, I'm a big Vincent Price. I love Vincent Price. Oh, it's man. classic. You know, I just you can't know it's fucking. Yeah, yeah. we we did uh, Pit and Penum. I love that. Oh movie. man, that movie's awesome. We did Witch Finder General recently <laughs> on the podcast, so That's that was great. cool. Yeah, it was fun. To we had watch. fun with that. But yeah, uh, but yeah it's always. It, I don't think a lot of people, especially younger people, appreciate the Hammer stuff or the Vincent no, Price you know, stuff. And it's fucking people, awesome. It yeah, really you is. Know, the the see, mood. It's like they want to see Sharknado Five or. Ceratops versus Anything you know, CGI lizard Or some stupid <laughs> right. shit you know? you know the only And I We had this conversation Recently on the podcast When we were talking One day And I I think the only Newer horror movies And I'm not saying They're really Doing anything yeah. really new With it that I like Are those Conjuring movies I actually yeah. think They're pretty fucking cool Yeah Conjuring's pretty Man That, My daughter that second one Was fucking stuff, nuts yeah. man it was, We went and watched that In the theater And I was like God damn Which this is one? fucking crazy The second Conjuring oh, yeah. It's like yeah, I mean the first one's good too Those yeah, are pretty good Yeah I mean for what it is But you know yeah. What's funny about that Speed of uh, you're a lightning fan, which I love. This yeah. the guy that the guy in that movie, the main that plays uh, oh, uh, Ed Warren. Yeah, he's a huge lightning fan. Hmm. Patrick Wilson. He is yeah. a huge. He's from Tampa. Yeah. You know, it was funny. His father is the for a long time was a news anchor on Channel 13 News. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And his, his brother is the anchor on there now. Huh. I always see insane. him wearing yeah. lightning stuff, and I never knew that. I was like, that's because yeah. I told him we watched the movie. I'm like, yeah. that fucking yeah. rules. In fact, every now and then, bro- they, they both play music. They play guitars and sing and stuff. So they'll oh, sometimes awesome. they get up on, they'll do some like one off shows here and there. That's, that's cool. fucking you awesome. You've never seen them play? No, no, but I've heard. That's it. fucking cool, man. Yeah. It's just cool. It's just like, because those movies are fucking huge, and he's wearing yeah. lightning shit during playoffs. It's awesome. Newer movies. Yeah, I mean, for is there anything newer that you like that you've seen that you were like, man, this is pretty cool? Because I'm real, I'm not real. I would rather go watch the old shit myself. Not a whole Especially lot. The Blu-ray stuff now, you can just watch. It. You can see right, the new right. Phantasm. It's actually pretty cool. No, I haven't seen that. You know what movie I liked? A lot of people kind of hated. I liked The Witch. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, thought it I actually haven't good. seen it. I mean, it wasn't like was super ex- action packed. But right. <laughs> what I liked about it is, it was you eerie. had to think about what was going on, yeah. and it was just kind of creepy. I did like the goat that was. Yeah, I thought Black Phillips awesome. Yeah. I like the. I haven't got to see it yet. My wife loves it. I haven't. I liked it. I mean, I can see why people would bitch about it, but I, you know, I liked it. I think I was expecting more from it. I should have just like watched the thing. And you know, it wasn't a bad movie. I just. You know, movie I started watching the other day. I didn't watch. I get about thirty minutes into it. Was Baskin. Have you seen that? The Turkish That's movie? that, yeah. I've it's like where they haven't seen it. Police find like, the gate to hell or something. Yeah. That, that movie's really cool. It was pretty good. I, <laughs> I, got, I got sleepy and had to turn it off. What was the. We were interviewing uh, Phil and Selmo, and he kept on and on about the Greasy Strangler. The Greasy Strangler? Yeah, so we watched it. That is the most bizarre movie I've ever I seen in my fucking life. You should watch it. No, I mean, it is. Nuts! Like oh, you know, it, movie it's I not even. The other day was uh, Antichrist <laughs> with Willem Dafoe. Oh, that movie's insane. Yep, 
I, I, that's another one I got about 30 minutes into. Yeah, it. yeah it's, it's really a long. Movie. There's a book that's a comedy about the Antichrist. Oh, that's really? Actually, where they mixed up the babies at birth in the hospital. <laughs> the book is called. Hilarious, but they're actually making. It's an anti-birth, maybe. That. <laughs> yeah. I've heard about that. I don't newer stuff. I just don't. I try. I watch some yeah, of it. But it's just so, like, so much of it's just trash. My wife. My wife will watch <laughs> fucking anything. She'll drag me to see it. I'll tell you a movie if you've not seen that. I'll, I'll recommend to you that I actually didn't want to go watch, and she kind of drug me to it. Was that Incarnate movie? Oh yeah, I've It's pretty fucking Good. cool, and it's hard to beat when there's a there's a the not. I'm trying to think of that main guy. He played uh, Two Face in the uh, Chris Nolan Aaron Dark Knight. Aaron thank you, thank you. Yeah. So Aaron Eckhart, he's like a he's like a demonologist, but he's yeah. not religious. And what, what what I thought was cool is like I don't want to fucking watch this. You know, she's sitting there saying, "Let's go watch this," and we're watching it. And his assistant the whole time's wearing like old decapitated shirts, like the whole. Time. I was like, "That's fucking oh, wow. awesome." You know, the movie he was in, I thought was absolutely horrible. Is that I Frankenstein movie? Or whatever? Oh, that's a turd. That's See, that's the kind of shit I get drugged to. Terrible. She'll drag me to this. She's Terrible. like, "Wasn't that great?" I'm like, "No, no I feel no, like I'm watching fucking Resident I Evil or fucking <laughs> Underworld <laughs> shit." And I get drugged like she loves that right, shit. Right, it's like Vampire Diaries, all that fucking bullshit. No, I like the first one. Which one? Underworld. Oh yeah, I thought was okay. Well, she's hot. I just love fucking leather. I'm not gonna fucking freak out. Yeah, that dude was awesome. Bill Nye. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love his acting style. So it's cool, but it's cool. John Carpenter, you fan of the old stuff? Man, the old stuff. That stuff. Yeah, some of the stuff he's released later. It's kind of you have a favorite of his? He's my. That's my favorite director. I mean, the thing. You cannot beat that. If you've got a Blu-ray player, that's that one thing of my that came top out last five year. movies in any genre. That's one, oh. one of my top five movies. Do you have a Blu-ray player, Taryn? Can't argue yeah. That Blu-ray that Screen yeah. Factory put out of that last year. Did you buy that? No, is it awesome. We may have to get you. It's a my best. Give, send you a gift. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. I love, that's one of my no, it's fucking actually. Her uh, they get they get everybody yes. that's alive on that. Even Wilfred Brimley's in that damn documentary. But no Kurt Russell, which sucks, but. I he, wanted, he didn't want to do it? Well, no, it's not that. He was shooting that uh, movie or he something. Yeah, or Fast and Furious yeah. thing or something. I don't know what he was doing. Because <laughs> well, they actually asked him to do it. But probably Death Proof or something. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, all right, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's definitely one of my top five movies. I like Escape from New York. Oh, oh man, that movie's fucking... What movie I haven't seen that he did was a Dark Star movie. It's really weird. It was a, I heard it's it's weird. his student film. It's yeah, the first thing I, he did. I, I it was like... Yeah, Sold on Precinct 13, I think it's a great movie. That's good, too. Yeah. The soundtrack, his music. Man, we yeah. we wanted to go see him last year because yeah. he was touring, playing you know, his music or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I saw some of it on YouTube, and I was like, what are you doing? And it was just... I thought it was gonna, it was like his kids playing with him instead of like the guys that actually played with him and stuff on stuff. What do you think about the uh, Rob Zombie? How, how, how 31 was actually surprisingly all right. Did you see 31? No. Yeah. That movie is actually crazy. It's nuts. I don't mind him if he's doing his own thing, but those Halloween movies were fucking terrible. No, God, no, they're fucking terrible. You just don't lose. Okay, here's your, here's your good question. John said that, you know, The Shape or Michael Myers, whatever, he's like a force of nature. You don't like tack on like a. Yeah, he was literally in high school wearing metallic shirt. Yeah, it's like, just, come on. You don't need to. He's a force of nature. Just let him be menacing and Some nobody knows why. people are born why. bad. Exactly. Did they you don't like, need to be turned bad. They're bad already. Right. It's one of those things. I love Halloween Three. A lot of people hate that movie. I love that movie. That movie's fucking amazing, man. We'll see, I love that movie. Yeah. Well, see, that's when, when John was doing that touring last year. Initially, Tommy Lee Wallace that directed that yeah. was supposed to be out with him. Yeah. Because he was initially part of that his band when he would like record stuff. 
and did the big trouble with John Soundtrack and all that stuff with him. And then when they, all those guys started dropping off, Alan Holdsworth, all those guys that worked yeah. on the scores with yeah. him, I was like, I'm not going to go fucking see this. It's just him standing up there with a keyboard. Yeah. I'd love to meet him, but apparently it's impossible to do. So yeah. whatever. And I can see where he probably would be a dick. Yeah, that's what he, said. he says that all the time. I've read and heard him talk, and he, he's kind of a dick. It sucks. It seems like all the directors. Because I'm a big David Cronenberg fan too, and it's like oh, yeah. apparently he's a fucker. Because <laughs> I know people try to meet him, and it's the same thing. Sure. Scanners is my favorite movie. For this I like course. Scanners. Oh yeah, man, that's a good. What, which one did we do? Did he an do episode? the Brood? He did. We actually yeah. did an yeah, episode. That's, that's kind of a creepy movie. Oh yeah, it's crazy. we got creeped out on the podcast watching it. I didn't see yeah. it years. So I was like, that's this a good one. I like that. You know, The Fly. I think is the goriest thing. The that's the goriest movie. I heard they're going to redo it. They are. They're supposed yeah. to redo it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Who the hell is redoing? I have no idea. That movie is disgusting. Gory. I even like the second one. With Eric Stoltz or whatever. Yeah, it's a good movie. There's some good creep. There's some good shit in that one. I mean, you know. Insect thing, I know that's his worst. Nightmare. It freaks me the fuck out. Like, you ever seen the movie The Nest? That movie horrifies me. The fucking cockroaches. Oh, yeah. oh man, that, it's that's old. Stung. It's old eighty. I have seen that. Yeah. That's horrifying. <laughs> Any kind of insect where it's you're yeah. inside, you're turning into an insect. Yeah, like, Have you ever watched Monsters Inside Me? No, I've never seen that. That's oh, disgusting. Too. I'm hooked on that shit. Speaking of Cron- there's another gross Cronenberg movie, that Shivers movie with the little things yeah. living in the worms or whatever, yeah. in the hotel or whatever those people are, or housing community or whatever the hell it was, yeah. apartments. The movie's fucking raunchy, but. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, guys, cool. got anything uh, to plug no, on there? Thank you for interviewing us. Yes, yeah. man. Yeah. Everybody go out and buy it. Yeah. It's out today. Bye, it's out today. Bye, They're on bye. tour with Creator. Yeah. And uh, those can see us. Yeah. yeah. Come out and see us. Yeah. Come out and see us. Let us know what you think about the album. This is Terry Butler from Obituary, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Perfect. Okay. I'm going to blow this. <laughs> this is Kenny Andrews from Obituary, and you're watching the fan... The watching. God damn it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. You set yourself up. So we're watching. All right. All right. All right. This, is. Uh, this is... Oh, yeah. This is Kenny Andrews from Obituary, and this is the Phantasm Podcast. Awesome. Fuck yeah, man. customer who isn't satisfied. No, this cream keeps calling her. He's driving us nuts. Leave me alone. He wants to slash their prices. Who is that? He wants to cut their inventory. You're crazy! He wants to chop until they all drop. I saw him kill Linda. And now, he's turning their retail store there's going to be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. Ah! 
From the producers of Evil Dead 2 and Pulp Fiction comes a new chapter in terror. Bruce Campbell, Ted Raimi, Renee Estevez, and Sam Raimi in Intruder, a new dimension in terror. I'm just crazy about this story. Every legend is based on fact. Every myth is grounded in truth. For 17 years, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, has been haunted by a night when evil roamed the streets and a madman ruled the night. Everyone knows his name. Now, everyone will know the truth. I knew what he was, but I never knew why. Halloween since the origin of Michael Myers. Director of Fortress, The Pit and the Pendulum, and Reanimator takes you into the dungeons of Castle Dorsino. Now, an American family. Welcome to Castle Riley, lady. Will inherit a legacy of evil. They say. The castle is haunted. And a master of modern horror. <laughs> will unleash his most terrifying creation. Stuart Gordon's Castle Free. you to search the castle. Giorgio Dorsino, he was never buried. She kept him alive. He's here somewhere in the castle. There was a madman in there, but my family is in danger. Reanimators Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crampton 
Stuart Gordon's Castle Freak. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden. Watching. Waiting. You And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a <laughs> greedy man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh, God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you. As you wish. Was it worth it? Would you like to escape? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do... Ready to play? Don't make a wish. Ah! Wishmaster.